0: we made it. We made it. We made it. Man, it took me a little effort to do it, but we have made it. My headset went bad before, just before the show. So I've been running around looking for a good headset, looking for a headset that works, and I decided to use a headset that's broken, no head, but the, the earpiece works. So we're going to do the show that way. Anyway, hope you're all doing well. Saturday night, October the 15th, year 2011. I'm Wong You, and uh, let's we'll say a prayer. Dear Lord, thanks for the opportunity of being on the station. Bless the supporters. Bless the upcoming auction, Lord, that will keep the station going for another year. Bless our friends and relatives who are going through difficult times, might be financial, emotional, spiritually, all the time, Lord. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Alright, I think we're going to need to go find my co-host, the globe-trotting Patricia. So, we're going to fire up some uh, music, and we'll go look and see where she's at tonight. So, let's get going, and here we go.
1: It's deplorable That you were never there, there my When your two lips are so kissable, kissable. It's permissible for you to The uh, boy. choose you, won't lose you, I wish I knew how much I want to hold you in my arms, this time is my time, Twill soon be goodbye time, then in the starlight, hold me tight, with one more little kiss, say 99. night
2: Choose you, won't lose you. I wish you knew how much I long to hold you in my arms. This time is my time. It will soon be goodbye time. Then in the starlight, hold me tight with one more little kiss. And I'd (laughs) enough.
1: nighty night i know that you know that i'll go where you go
2: i choose you don't plan to lose you
1: i wish i knew how much i learned to hold some to you When skies are grey and you say you are blue I send the sun smiling you. Can you say you are?
0: Hi, right, everybody, and here is the one and only trotting co-host. Hello, Patricia.
3: Hello, Walden.
0: Hi, hi, everybody. She's here. She's here. Oh,
3: then. oh just tell them what you're going through just to be with us tonight. <laughs>
0: You know, <laughs> that's probably why everything sounds low, but anyway, anyway, so, you know, I was busy doing stuff, you know, trying to be a good person, and I was using my headset, my headset used for the computer and also for the studio system, and six minutes before show time, I started to have trouble Things started cut in and out, so that's generally a sign that the wires are starting to short. So I went and moved things around, set the things around, and realized the headset I was going to use for the show ain't going to be too great because I could not I could only hear you know bits and pieces of conversation, which for somebody who needs to be on the air that's a little tough to be. So I went on which,
3: on which pieces? Yeah, oh. true got the right
0: bits and the right pieces. That's but true. They're hard to find. That's true. A bit to here and a piece there. So I went out to the living room. I grabbed one to the serious radio. I grabbed these small little earbuds. I went back in here, put them in. They were too low. I went and grabbed the ones I used for uh, a Walkman. I didn't like the way they felt. I didn't want to wear those for six hours. I went out, said, Mom, you got a headset? She said, No. Dad said naturally in Dad's show for voice, oh, you can get canceled a the show. I don't think people would appreciate that. So I went back and looked for, and I remember I had a headset that I liked a lot, but had no head. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I took it up to Seattle and I put it in, air, in, the, in a bag and going up to the airplane, and the thing that you, the part that you put over your head, it broke. But the earpiece worked fine. So I went and grabbed these, plug them in, they sound great. So I will be holding a speaker to my head.
3: You need to, you need to put these up against your head. Uh-huh. earmuffs on top of them. Or
0: what I really should do is put scotch tape around my head and hold it back. But the problem is, after the show, that's going to hurt taking the scotch tape off.
3: Maybe you could scotch tape the, the pieces that broke apart.
0: I threw those away.
3: Oh. No, See, so you, you never throw things away <laughs> until, until you haven't needed them for 12 years. Then you can throw them away, and on 12 years and one day, you're going to need them.
0: Well, I, I, use, I use the stuff that I think is good of the stuff that's broken, you know. And that's how I, I operate.
3: So, so you can be with us for a while?
0: <laughs> I'm going to be with you all night long. Is holding my head.
3: Oh, my goodness, as yeah. Shirley Temple would say. Oh, goodness. My goodness, you're so cute.
0: Thank you, my dear. Anyway, Patricia is still on the road, and you can still give us a call at the same number. This number is always good for Patricia on Saturday night at 714-545-2071. 714 714-545- 545 Two oh seven one. Give us a call. It's a Saturday night, October the fifteenth,
4: and somebody's gonna take us up
0: on that challenge. So I move this hand over here and say hello there.
4: Yeah, see, you gotta learn how to do all that, and then decide how it's gonna be the next twenty six calls. <laughs>
0: Everybody gonna call me? Can I be the one? Hand, the one arm bandit using one arm to. Switch all the dials, knobs, and things on this board. It's gonna be perfect.
4: And the other arm holding. You know what you need? Yeah. Well, of course you couldn't use that either. It's maybe like a just a a, sm- a small speaker that you could put somewhere, but then you'd have feedback. Well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Everybody would hear us. Everybody would hear it two seconds away, and I would just dry. Everybody nuts. Right. <laughs> we don't need that. No. It, they're not so listen to me anyway, so like I don't need to have the doubles. So we don't.
3: So. We don't have anybody except Kurt
4: out there. That's true. Well, you don't know because nobody's clamoring yet because they listen to the music and then and then now they're all getting up and going over to their phones. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll they'll be they'll be trickling in. I'm sure.
0: Uh, I think so. They you know they get they're popping up the popcorn and saying, "Walt well, and Patricia must not have a guest. That's why they haven't started right at 7:30."
4: Right, yeah, Yeah. that's that's probably what it is. That's probably true. Well, I've been having, um, and the reason I, actually I was going to wait to call, but I thought I'd better call now because I've been having um, a a difficult last three days. I don't know if it's the new chemo, which, you know, um, but um, I uh, have been having very increased stomach problems, and so... Um I'm I don't know if it is the chemo or or what, but the thing is I'm pretty much with stuck with taking it at this dosage until it runs out, which means potentially having the problems with my stomach until Halloween. So I don't know, but I haven't I haven't had this much problems since I was really sick last year, so, um, I'm kind of hoping it gets better, but
0: I'm not what do you, I, what would you now generally do when that happened Could you just lay down well, for a yeah, couple of hours but, basically
4: well yeah, but I mean the thing is you know I mean i'm I'm basically you know up and down all day and all night yeah. or however long and so yeah. um, you know um, i I mean I've gained. I've been doing really well, and I have I've gained I've gained my weight back, and all that kind of stuff. But I had lost about fifty pounds last year, um, just because you know I wasn't able to eat, and then you know was having the you know stomach problems all the time, and you know which although I am getting exercise back and forth to the restroom. That's where <laughs> is that?
3: No, you were you were feeling reasonably well last week and you were so pleased. Yeah, I
4: w- yeah, I was. And then um, either starting Wednesday or Thursday then I started to have the extreme problems and, you know, the funny thing is you forget how, how bad it was when it was bad until it comes back and it's that way again and you go, oh yeah, well, I've been through this before.
3: Oh. And
4: so, you know, anyway, that's, boring stuff, but, um, do you guys know what you're going to be doing next week because of, uh, FOTR?
0: Yes, we do. We're going to have June Foray on live. Okay. Next Saturday night. Um, Look at Jay Squirrel. Yes, but, uh, we will be broadcasting live starting at, uh, West Coast time Thursday at 7 in the morning. Okay. And we will go until 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, start around 5 in the morning.
5: Okay.
0: And we'll go till about 2, 2.30. All right. And then Sunday, if the Beatles want to get up out of bed, <laughs> uh, about 6.30 in the morning. And will go for about two hours. Okay. And that will basically cover pretty much all the panels. If you go to FOTR.net, everybody, click on Current Schedule, uh, then you can roam through all the panels in the discussion, so we'll be broadcasting those. I don't think we got any permission if to do any of the recreation, more at night. So, um, so, it won't affect what we do on the Nightly Live show Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but, uh, be new stuff during the day.
4: Okay, yeah, that's great because um, I was trying to figure out, you know, how I could set up to tape it. But that's that is the exact information that I need to set up the um, the replay yeah. t- to uh, tape that.
0: Right. You know, you might want to put it up just a, little, a few more minutes sooner than that, just in case the bill get on a few minutes before show, show time. Right. But, but if you uh, if you go to anybody's really curious, go to fotr.net. Click on current schedule. Whenever your time, you see the first presentation. figuring we're gonna be on about 15 minutes before then. Is about about that your time. I think we're not gonna broadcast the first one. Uh, on Thursday. That's why we'll, you know, it it will be at seven o'clock West Coast time. Time we're up and running.
4: Okay. Um. Well, uh, since I called in, since I called in so quickly, do you want to inaugurate your your um, what you're talking about by asking me the, the uh, question of what your subject is going to be, or have you decided yet?
3: I have decided our theme. Okay. I'm so glad you asked. How did you know I was waiting for you to ask?
0: You're going to know the theme before I do, Kurt. I
3: okay. Well, <laughs> Walden doesn't know it. As a matter of fact, until 45 minutes ago, I didn't know it either. Sure. Oh, okay, I really had to think about this one this week, and I, I thought, can't have food for the 44th time. <laughs> I cannot have food. Okay, question is, what was the neatest place you have ever been? Anything from an amusement park to a national park, grandma's house, the beach, a lake, birthday party, library, just anywhere at all. What is the neatest place you've ever been?
4: Well, as a matter of fact, my goal, which, of course, I didn't ever really plan I could do, but the one thing that I would have wanted to do when I was younger was I would like to have gone on every roller coaster in the world.
3: Oh, my word.
4: Because um, I love roller coasters.
3: You'd still be there.
4: Uh, yes, I would. Well, and, of course, with, with the multiple myeloma, of course, I wouldn't even dare to go on any one of them now. Uh, just because you don't know because you know what multi, what myeloma does is it can put little holes in your bones. Mm-hmm. So you cannot, you know, assume that they're going to be uh integrally intact. And so you you know, I couldn't take the chance. And I'm old anyway cuz I'm 59, so <laughs> I'm too old because when I went to State Line roller coaster in California/Nevada slash um when my uh, stepson got married, it was a wonderful ride. But I felt it for two weeks after that, and so I had to say, "Nope, that's the last time I, c- I can go on a roller coaster." But I love roller coasters and and uh, fast rides like that. Um, and uh, so that that you know. So,
0: what is your favorite fast ride of all time?
4: You know, I don't know which which roller coaster it was. Um, actually actually i think one of the 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 best rides and one of the, the wildest most fun rides was the one at state line
5: uh-huh.
4: but things were flying out of my pockets and uh, <laughs> i i remember when i went to magic mountain um with my my uh, transcription supervisor she said you know you want to sh- be sure to keep your eyes closed so you don't lose your artificial eyes and i said yeah that's true <laughs> So, so you know, and I didn't. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, I think State Line was one of the best, best rides that I ever, ever went on. And um, like I said, I felt it for weeks.
3: <laughs> Have the concession underneath these rides and catch the stuff that's falling out of people's.
4: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. I mean. I mean,
3: this is better than going through somebody's sofa mm-hmm.
4: for change. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because the, the actually because the stuff that was flying out flew out of my shirt pocket. Oh, is so, Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's. Um, you don't have to strap yourself down for this kind of a ride. You have to strap your clothes. On. Y- yeah, you have to. You have to. Well, you have to to make sure that the, the that you you have to strap your pockets closed. That's right.
3: Gosh, and you sit cross armed.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Hold on to your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's right. And cross your knees. hmm Yeah, which which actually <laughs> can be um, a little bit problematic, as you can imagine. Anyway, um, so you're you're and you're globetrotting. So where where are you this time?
3: I'm, well, I'm still at the north end of Florida. Oh. And I will be home.
4: Oh, yes. Well, that's good.
3: Uh-huh. I just have um, some cleaning up to do. Uh, the project is finished, and I just need to uh, do some cleaning up, and I will be home.
0: Patricia will be seeing. I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yes, I'll be home for Monday. <laughs> well, see, now, I'll be home for Monday if it's just as well as Christmas.
3: So. Yeah. We ought to have Christmas, you know, like... Once a month, we need to celebrate Christmas. What do you think, Walden?
4: You know me. Kind of a kind of a, a pre-Christmas Christmas.
3: Yeah, you know, maybe maybe on the night that um, we're late, because what is it—the fourth—the fourth Saturday of every month? Um, there's there's a special lineup before we get on, and maybe we could just make it special and have that our Christmas night. What do you think, Walden? Always
0: possibility. I'm open to that. I'm definitely open to everything.
3: To you know that. I, I'm a the reindeer are going to be here. You'd say, okay. Yes, true.
0: Hey, well, you know, we we got some, we got some special phone numbers so we can always call people too, and uh, we have ideas. We're looking for ideas for celebrate Christmas this year, people. So, you guys got some uh, people to call, places to go, things for us,
3: Well, you and I have some ideas that we're going to be doing, but it would be terrific yeah. of.
0: I mean, we went last year from the North Pole, okay. we went from the North Pole down to... Uh, Florida. And, and into, a, into the Lombard Avenue hometown. So we globe we, we trotted on the
4: phone pretty good. We did. Yeah. By the way, I don't know whether either of you know about, they had a 2020 last night about the Lakota Indians. No, no. And it was, it was the Pine Ridge Reservation. Having, having nothing whatever to do, of course, with Lemon Abner, and, and especially because it was in North Dakota South Dakota, but it was the Pine Ridge Reservation.
3: My gosh, I did not know that. I knew the Lakotas had a reservation there in South Dakota, but I did not know the name of it.
4: Yeah, I didn't either, and and happened to hear that. Um, I mean, it was a very, you know, uh, there the poverty that they live in, and all that kind of stuff, is just unbelievable. And the fact that there are no malls, no, you know, and the way they're living. But um, you know, it was uh, it was very interesting. Anyway, do you have questions this week?
3: <clears throat> yes, I do. I'm going to have to start recycling some of my questions. I'm running out. Oh yeah, uh- until until I have a chance to get out there and and do stuff. Okay, I do have some questions. Hold on. They're here. They're here. I'm, I've got everything smushed together on a
4: single, on a single document this week.
0: So did Patricia, remember to bring her what the cord and have her laptop. Oh running? yes. It, it,
4: oh, I'm, I, I'm glad it was still at the library. When, was
0: it still there, Patricia?
4: When you went it, to get was, went back to get it, I, it was still
3: there. And today, I discovered finally, and I'll give you your question in a minute. I don't mean to. That's turn fine. Burn here. But I discovered how people can actually lose laptops and go home without it, you know, and, and find out that everybody's credit card number or social security number for 1,222 million people uh, went along with the laptop. I, I went to a different floor in the library and rather than leave my stuff, you know, anything that, that is, is precious to you, you take with you when you're in a very large public place. So I took my computer, I took my purse, and I I had um, a little bag with me so I could put microfilm uh, containers in there. You know, the boxes for microfilm. And I need two hands for that, and I got back upstairs, and I had everything except my computer. Oh. And I ran back down. It's two flights of stairs, (laughs) and I ran back down, and it's way in the back, and it was still there.
4: Well, that's good. I mean
3: was a very lucky person
4: it is incredible how easy some of those things can happen
3: mm-hmm it's the first time I've ever done something like that and it's certainly not going to be the last but boy what a lesson it was that you know when when you're juggling so many things in your arms that you can let loose of something that's very valuable to you right but if I were toting around somebody's social security numbers or the credit card numbers or the the high security things that once they're breached you're toast I think I'd buy a wristband
4: well yeah I know somebody that uh, had a a similar problem because they took some hard drives home I'm not exactly sure why but coincidentally their car was broken into oh boy and um, so it was uh, was very dicey because they had to explain you know
3: I lost your hard drive. Oh boy. And all the information that's on it.
4: Oh. Yeah, and uh it was that was it, so yeah. I mean, and the thing is, you know, it's that weird coincidence that, you know, the day you happen to do that, your car happens to get broken into of all the other days that uh-huh. that it could happen. I mean, it really kind of makes you wonder.
3: Oh, I know. It's of uh, it's the the time of all times for this to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No time would be a good time, but there are some that are terrible.
4: Right. That's...
3: Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay, would you like, um, let's see, okay, Fibber McGee and Molly had two spin-off comedies, shows that starred two of the Fibber McGee and Molly characters. What were the names of those two shows?
4: I would say, actually. well, do I have to say that I actually, you did ask somebody this question, but I did know it before anyway.
3: I asked one, and Walden, I asked for one, and Walden gave the other, and that was a long time ago.
4: So okay. Well, you, you mean like uh, Great Gildersleeve? Uh-huh. And, wait, <laughs> was it Beulah? Yes, it was Beulah.
3: I asked for the Great Gildersleeve, and Walden said, Aha, there was a second one. And
0: Now we know that it's a third.
3: There's a third? Uh-huh. All right, now hold on. I have to stop and think about this for a minute. It was not Mark Tooth. <laughs> so and it was not Murt the Operator. Um, it's
0: a show that we talked about last week.
4: Was it another maid show?
0: No. It was just, uh, and I guess I meant a spinoff, it started a character on the Game Molly show.
3: Started teeny. Oh, the old timer.
0: Yeah, Bill Tom. The Bill Thompson show?
3: Show. Yeah, but that wasn't the old timer. It wasn't a character. It wasn't the old timer. I know.
0: Why well, don't just try and sneak it in?
4: Oh, you I never actually. Have, I don't think I've heard any of those.
3: I haven't either. Kurt, he's gonna give me a hard
4: time tonight.
3: <laughs>
4: well, that's his job
3: gonna to try to make <laughs> he's
0: been I'm in ho- He and ho- ran away from home. I don't know what else to do.
4: He's he's had a lot of time to a lot of time to practice. So. Yeah,
3: yeah. 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 You know, he's he's going to use this as a deflection. He can't hear anything, so he's just gonna dish it out. Yeah. Hey? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> um, Kurt, I've got a note from last week. Let's see, where are you, Kurt? You want um Suspense to go to the auction, right? And I have to send you Candy Matson or something. Space. What is? What does it say? Space. Space. Space.
4: It's the space it. No, was it theater guild? Theater guild. It was. It was. A, I know it was a theater because
0: most likely theater guild. I. I mean. Oh you know. no,
3: space. Um. I'm. I, you want me to send Candy Matson? To send space. Oh, that's, oh. that's what it was. Oh, that's, <laughs> so, what can I add to that? Um, uh, Andy Mattson goes to you. What would you like this week?
4: Uh, I don't know because um, probably more theater stuff. But I think we're kind of ha- going to have to wait until you you can kind of check over your your
0: list but um how about cavalcade of america of, the, of during the world war ii that's pretty good
4: theater stuff yeah that'd be good that'd be good um yeah that'd be good mm-hmm.
3: i do have that as a matter of fact i just got it within the last couple of weeks so that's good you're the first one who asked for
0: it trisha living right Say what you're living right um,
4: yep she is yeah she is she's she living <laughs> Living right, and she's busy, so that's that's, that's really good. good. No, you're living right because I've got the show, so we're
3: we're all God's chillings Are living right tonight? So. Yep. We. Well, so Kurt, I'm really sorry
4: you're having such a hard time. Oh, you know, I mean, like I said, I have to consider myself so lucky that you know that that I that I went from from as sick as I was, you know, around Christmas to to, I mean. Because, I mean, when I went to see my mother and my brother last week, you know, I was feeling really good. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to really thank God that I am feeling as good as I am most of the time. And it's just that in the times when you when you don't feel good, it's difficult to kind of to be aware that, you know, this too will pass and it will get better. So, you know, that's pretty much, you know, what I have to do is just kind of, Uh, get through it and do what else I can do and then I hope when you call next week you're
3: going to be able to say I'm doing better
4: yeah oh me too me too but uh, anyway I'll let you guys go so that you can have more people clamoring okay important that is clamoring (laughs) clamoring indeed yeah yeah clamor 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 quietly or noisily (laughs) and uh, it depends
0: what what kind of shoes they wear when they make the call
4: that's right yeah the, the, you ca- you kind of get the flap of the. Uh, in in California, of course, since it, it is California, yeah. you know, you always have sandals or zorris.
0: Uh, or flip-flops, mm-hmm. yeah,
4: or flip-flops, yeah. yeah and then it, and it, which actually reminds me, have you ever noticed when you listen to when you listen to high heels? Yeah, that women, ha- walk in all different patterns. Mm-hmm. With men, you're not quite as aware of it, because, but if they have, like, high heels or some kind of shoes that are actually, you know, you can hear the, the the click as they hit the sidewalk, sometimes there there are steps when you don't think there should have been any, you know what I mean?
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes.
4: And I never quite understood that. But <laughs> They're saying, excuse me, while they're trying to get around somebody they just banged into. Well, maybe, but, but I mean, sometimes they're just walking, and, and there's, like, an extra step, and you wonder, where did that come from? Yeah. Anyway, that's, uh, you got that one for free. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll talk to you guys later.
3: All right,
4: Kurt. Okay, Kurt. All right.
3: Calling.
0: Bye. bye Yeah, females that wear high heels, that's the watch out for the hangover. 714 545
3: We're here. You would never hear my feet on a sidewalk. Uh...
0: Okay, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Hello, there, you're on air. I'm
6: gonna call you while I'm wide awake. You
3: are. Well, what hi there, Hawaii. How are you?
6: Let's see. What time is it um, here in Hawaii? Um,
3: five fifteen
0: p.m. You, you haven't had dinner yet. What are you gonna have for dinner? I'm gonna
6: go. I'm gonna go to a, a little restaurant. I think, and have some fried chicken, maybe.
3: You didn't they subtract six from 11.
6: Huh? Yeah, six 11. You didn't like... Listen, um, Patricia, you sound real good. Um, have you been eating at the hotel every night?
3: I have been eating stuff like Kentucky Fried Chicken.
6: Oh, gee. <laughs> well, you must be sick of it, then.
3: But he has to do that once in a while, you know?
6: Yeah, I guess so. Hey, listen, um... Uh, Walden, did you ever hear of Screen Directors, what is it, were Screen Lill Theaters.
0: One of my favorite series, yes. Great show.
6: And then there were Screen Directors of Playhouse, or? Screen Directors
0: Playhouse, an Outstanding Series. Always, I would recommend that. I think those shows hold up even to today.
6: Yeah. You got them in your stack?
0: I got them stacked here right now.
6: Oh, Patricia, do you got them in your
3: stash? Yes, I do.
6: Okay, good. Because I'm going um I got, I won't send you those then. But I, I think I can send you some stuff that you might not have.
0: So.
3: Okay, send me some really weird stuff, and I'm, I'm weird, meaning nobody ever heard of it before.
0: Yeah, you can send a hundred hours of baseball games.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
6: Yeah, she'd watch it jump up and down for joy, right?
3: <laughs> you can hear me? S words, S words, all the way over there. <laughs> I'll,
6: okay, well, I'll, I'll think of something. Oh, I know, I got some hope. I know you got a lot of Christmas shows, but I'm going to send you some that I bet you don't have, so so. I'll even make your Christmas even more exciting, more merry, or whatever. Um, how's the weather where you're at, Patricia?
3: It is fine. Let me check the temperature. Um, hold on. A little minute after Christmas up.
6: You're kind of noisy tonight, aren't
3: you? Oh, my God, it's 59 degrees out there.
6: Um, oh, it's cool.
3: I'm, I'm so glad I'm not out there.
6: I didn't think it was that low. I thought maybe the temperature would be like, what, 69 or 70 or whatever.
3: Well, 59
6: me, degrees?
3: Let me see hmm. what it is.
6: That's kind of cold. Are you are you, are you in the hotel room? Yeah. You know, I, I bet. I was telling Walden, it must be very frustrating for... The people who, who are trying to get hold of you at the hotel and they can't get through because your line is busy in the room and the uh, hotel you know, operator can't figure out. How come for three hours her line was busy?
3: You're the only people who know I'm here.
6: What? Oh. You're We're the only people who know you're there?
3: Uh, nobody's on hold.
6: <laughs> <laughs> nobody's on hold. Okay. So uh, where are you leaving the hotel?
3: Um, Tomorrow night or Monday morning.
6: Mm -hmm. I bet you're looking forward to going home.
3: Yeah, it'll be very nice. It's 76 there. It's 59 up here. Big
0: question, everybody. Well, Patricia, you know how to get home.
6: Yeah, right. How far is it from where you live?
3: About 350 miles.
6: Oh, my gosh.
3: Yeah, it's it's, uh, about five hours,
6: six hours, six hours. And you drove right through, or did you rest a lot or stop?
3: Oh, no, I drive right through.
6: Oh my gosh. Well, that's one way to charge your car battery, that's for
3: <laughs> sure. That's right. No, I don't mind driving.
6: driving. You didn't get lost?
3: Oh, yeah, well, I got lost up here because of it they've got one way streets and nothing leads to anywhere.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um so Walden, how's your how's your ten thousand cassettes coming along?
0: I, I I am living under boxes in this room. Um we are, uh, my mom for four straight weeks set aside two hours a day labeling tapes. And we're just, we're just, we're shrugging along, shrugging along. I, I boxed up over 50 boxes this week of cassettes. Um, I, uh, it, it's amazing how much I can pack rack. And... Well, to the point. Next week, we're gonna be tearing down some parts of my room. Um, <laughs>
3: you may be the one in the tree next.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the I have a special made bed, everybody, that has six drawers pulled out. Uh, how
3: many? How many are big enough for you to sleep in? Yeah, two drawers. It, well, well,
0: it's so big, I have to belly flop to get up in into it. Oh, kidding! You know, oh, yeah. Oh! And in order to get down, it's always a safe... ...down.
5: Mm.
0: And then next, then, uh, I go off and see Larry Gaffman or will haul more stuffs over to his place. Uh, what looks like I'll be hauling down cabinet walls. So, we'll be painting in here. And hauling boxes to go. We'll, we'll be moving over 10,000 cassettes just in this room. And then I gotta go through the garage and storage shed. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> and so my whole collection is backed up. Except for the whole wall unit. I gotta get to the, I got 8 boxes of cassettes of hundred. 20 to 140 to set each to get through this week to label, then I go in this mammoth storage wall unit that covers wall, almost one entire wall next week.
3: Are you going to be young enough to enjoy all of this by the time it gets finished? I have friends who have volunteered
0: to do all the work. Can you believe that? What? I have friends. Oh, friends. Friends. Those are friends. Those are friends.
6: Those have got to be
0: friends. They're buddies, for sure. But they've often said, we're going to fix your computer, that way you get into the fun and help out, too. But, oh well. Well, you know. But, um, anyway, it'll wind up. Eventually, I can see all this being shipped down to yesterday USA. And poor Bill and Kim are going to have to buy another house. Yeah, to start with closed cassette. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I, for example, just the Friday, Saturday night shows alone and some interviews took over 1,700 cassette tapes. Oh my god! So, so, and all that's going to be transferred into digital files and that way we can share with everybody. So, uh, I, I'm really happy that we're going to be able to get to that point. Somewhere in our lifetime. I wonder
6: how long this project. No, seriously, how long do you think the timeline is? Because, I mean,
0: this. I see. think it'll be done in three years.
6: No, because they got to do it in real
0: time, yeah, right? Yeah, they are. They're doing it in real time.
6: Yeah, because they, they could. They like they can't double speed a cassette to, uh, you know, a computer. You have to do it in real time. And boy, I mean, I, you know, you're talking about how many hours you
0: know I, I would say a minimum of uh fifteen thousand hours right um and not everything i have is top sound quality so they we might go to one of us who have a better quality that's already been transferred to replace that
3: you know you know how how generous he is we have to do this he says. <laughs> This is good, Walton. You've got
0: friends. I know, and they volunteered. I didn't ask them; they have volunteered. Well, you know, when you get around, let me take that over for you.
6: Is that what they told you?
0: They they want to make sure they get the stuff out of my house. That way, they can see what it looks like. So.
6: So how is your father delivering it to? Uh, um, Jackson's
0: house and Yeah, yeah. We've made two trips, we're gonna make at least probably two more. We will just box up a car. Oh my god. And then I'll be done hauling stuff up to Jerry Hinnigas place. I'll be loading him down with Frank Burzie collection in the garage. So oh. so Oh uh, man. Well It should be interesting. It should be interesting. I you know, my mom is my mom is t- jumping up and down for joy. She'll get to see a new house. Patricia going to be able to move in. There's going to be plenty of space for her here. Oh,
3: I could sleep in one of the drawers.
0: I know. There's plenty of room. You could, you could, you could, there's plenty of room. No, I couldn't.
6: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I heard the story about you forgetting your computer,
5: Mm
6: -hmm. running down two flights of stairs. Oh, my gosh. And that must have been a real nerve-wracking
3: experience. It was. Scary because I mean, this is a huge public place, and it's
6: right. And uh, you knew exactly where to look,
3: yes. Well, I knew where I had left it, I put it down in front of the microfilm cabinet because I needed both hands to uh, pull the films, and I filled up my little bag I got my purse I got my whatever else I had and I went upstairs and I put things down and I said something hot pink is missing (laughs) and it was my computer I've got a hot pink container you know a a carrier (laughs) and I thought it was really smart because it's not only a nifty color but if somebody walks out with something like that it's noticeable you know, if you walk out with a black bag or, a round, you know, a brown bag, uh, you know, a, um, like a little suitcase with your computer in it, it's normal stuff. But you walk out with something that's hot pink, and you can find it.
6: Yeah, yeah.
3: That also means, and I realized this when I was sitting at the, at the screens today, it also means that it jumps out at everybody and says, I'm a computer, I'm a computer. So... Because I left it there, I mean, clearly everybody knew what it was. And
6: it was your Apple computer, right? It was,
3: yeah. It was one of my... Oh, my gosh.
6: Well, I'm glad you found it.
3: Me, too.
6: But then when I think about it, if you're 78, I mean, you know, it's excusable that you're <laughs> a little
3: <forgetful, laughs> yes, you know? once in a while. And it's 79, and I'm going to be 82 when Walden gets his room ready.
6: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, um, so, yeah, I'm excited about your Christmas Eve um, um show, and I, 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 I want to make sure that I'm going to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it because Hooray. it's a wonderful time of the
3: year, you know? It, is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it and is. Is there something special you would like us to start planning for, Ron? If we could know, pull it off, so what you would you... guys
6: have better ideas, and uh, more creative ideas than I'll ever, I'll ever have, but one thing is for sure. I know we're we're going to make it very um, uplifting for the listeners. And you guys are going to make it all exciting for people who are going to be sitting around their Christmas trees and stuff. And so it should be good. It should be fun. And I want to be part of the fun. And I know it's going to be fun.
3: Oh, good. I mean, seriously, you you really would come out and play? Of course. All right. Oh, this is good. And I I have
6: my... um, keyboard that has bells and everything so
3: you've got all these wonderful sound effects and harp and everything
6: else and oh. yeah so you know it's it's pretty, yeah it should be a fun christmas night that's for sure
3: now
0: ron needs to answer patricia's tri- uh, her theme for the night i think ron would have a good answer well, i don't
6: know yet hey listen um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the most wonderful time, time of the year, year. now whatever that's a good
0: song great song. Andy Williams Andy Williams yeah
6: um uh, um we'll see now next week your guest is the one that we talked about right
0: uh-huh. J- June Foray yeah
6: looking forward to that
0: Rocky the Squirrel herself
3: <laughs> and stuff like that there
6: yes oh, I don't know what it was like working with Stan Freeberg what kind of personality did Stan Freeberg have and was he a funny off screen off the air and
0: Stuff, you know. Um, I, he's a perfectionist. He is? Yeah, yeah. He'll she'll do a, sh- a take at least thirty three times. Really? Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Oh,
6: you got you got
0: you did you interview Stanford? Walden? I have had stand on or put him on with Frank over the years. Um oh. so I'm a nice guy though, basically. I say he's a nice guy, yes, yeah. I I, I say so, but <laughs> Walden's very easy. long somebody don't hang up on the phone on Walden when you're talking to him, he's pretty much a nice guy.
6: Because, I mean, let's face it, uh, some, some people, I mean, you can't expect everybody to be a real nice guy, because I mean, people have different kinds of personality, mm-hmm. and, and some of you may think, well, if I'm just talking on yesterday, USA and not the Steve Allen show or something like that, you know, they might think, well, it's not such a big deal, you know. I mean, I'm sure you met some people who are come across that way, you know what I
0: mean? I have not. I mean, if, they, if they're to, to the point that they're talking to me about um, coming on the show, they don't necessarily say, well, you're not the Tonight Show. I mean, they pretty
3: much... No, we're the Tomorrow Show. Yeah.
6: <laughs> but, so they do have respect no matter what then.
0: I think a lot of them want to be remembered that's good I, I think a lot of them do well
6: oh, you heard about Whitney Houston right I mean to show you arrogance I mean it was on the news she wouldn't fasten her belt on the plane and then um, they finally they finally got she finally let one of the attendants Fastened the belt for her. For her? Yeah, meaning she. this is on her knees, so it's not like something we shouldn't be talking about. It was on her knees. She refused to fasten her seatbelt. She was on her way to film a movie that, that she's filming, and she said, no, I won't. And they told her, well, if you don't, then we're going to have to ask you to get off the plane. And then she said, well, then you do it or whatever and then the guy had to fasten her seatbelt
3: I mean so that is the height of arrogance that's it well,
0: oh. and, and you know what I think this is where I think part of the reason why I love the people uh, the people have been around a lot of them do not have that kind of ego maybe because a lot of them grew up in the 30s and 40s and they realized how hard it was and a lot of them were were not overnight success. Some were, but they come from a total different era and total expectation level. And I, it, it seemed to be a totally different breed in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. back in the '30s, '40s, and '50s than what we see today.
6: Oh, but you know, I think the best the best national anthem that I heard was when Whitney Houston sang. Mm-hmm. game, and it was recorded. It was so good. I mean, she's very talented, you know, Whitney Houston, and she came out with some real good songs. But boy, you talk, yeah, like you said, you talk about arrogance. My gosh, you know, it's disappointing. Somebody with that much talent would have that much arrogance, you know. Yeah,
3: somebody our kids should be able to look up to and she disappoints us that way. How sad.
0: That's a good question. Should, should public figures be a role model?
3: Oh, I don't know. Um, I, I don't, and this is my answer, it'll be interesting to hear what other people mm-hmm. have to say. I think it's, it's asking an awful lot of public role models. I do think they have a responsibility to be considerate of others and be a good human being. So somebody our kids can emulate, not necessarily a role model like a mom and a dad should be, Mm -hmm. but people we can respect. And I can't respect somebody who's got that kind of an attitude that she's better than other people because she's not. She can do something better than most people, but that doesn't make her better than most people. Yeah,
6: I agree. Hey, well, I'm going to let you guys go. You're
3: not going to answer Patricia's
6: theme? Whoa, whoa, what was it? of the best place I ever went to?
3: Yeah. Yes, you really were listening. Yeah. We're the sure. best place you have ever been, that and I know
6: you've Of ever your grandma. You know, the best, it's, you know, the, I know the best years of my life was when I, to be honest with you, was when I lived in Los Angeles, because I got to hear some of the greatest music at the Dorothy Chandler's Music Center, the Greek theater. I even went to Melody Theater of the Round in Melody Melody Land or Melody Theater. I mean, I went to, I mean I lived in LA for almost two years and in those two years I really enjoyed myself. What, I really felt that I, I what, learned I grew a lot.
0: What year? what years were there, Ron?
6: I went I, the two years I lived was in nineteen sixty eight till about nineteen seventy. One of my children was born in L.A., but uh, my and so, I. But during that time, I went to some fabulous plays, fabulous concerts, and the Dorothy Chandler Music Center, to me, was a, one of the best acoustic concert hall I've ever been to. You know, and I, I think when I left, I had to shed tears because I had to come home too, because I had some better opportunities in Hawaii um, I got you know some playing engagements that I couldn't refuse but, yeah. but I got to tell you I, I loved LA I mm-hmm. really
3: it. you really surprised me I didn't think that was uh, something on, on your list I, you really surprised me oh. what, a, what a great experience
0: well, Ron have you ever visited New York and what you thought there was theaters and there were music in New York
6: I, you know I went past but I never <laughs> I wish I did Mm. But I will before I leave this real existence or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah, I would like to go to New York uh-huh. and I would like to go to Broadway play in New York and stuff. Well, but, but what great experience I had.
3: It sounds in,
6: in LA, you know.
3: Wonderful
6: really myself. And and that's how come Walden I I love talking to you. Um, sometimes because you live in LA. I mean you live you know, in Orange County and stuff and Yeah. you when I talk to you reminds me of talking to my friends that I really loved in LA, man, you know, so
0: No there's no doubt about it. I have had opportunities medically here and um culturally here that I would not have if my folks decided to stay in Nebraska. It, 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 there is uh, and my my mom and dad have often talked about it. Especially if we ever move back to the Midwest or to a smaller part of the country, their preference would always be near a college town. That way, they would have some <coughs> semblance of that. Um, but you know, living in L.A. or sometimes I stayed in Kitty's area and, and being gone to New York show you can there's something very special about. LA and New York I, I mean I've never been through Chicago so I have no idea what the hub in the Midwest is like but um, I've had a lot of opportunities here so yeah, I'm blessed
6: okay. well that's so that's my 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 uh, contribution to where uh, the best place I, I enjoyed and, and so I'm going to listen to your show all night I'm going to enjoy whatever you guys do you guys do a good job keep it up Keep your computer close to you, Patricia, so you won't forget it. Here. You'll be in good shape. Aloha.
3: Aloha, Ron. Ron, thanks for calling. And hi to Gail. Seven
0: one four five four five two zero seven one. The lady's in the house. Give her a call. ladies in the house. <laughs> She's in the house.
3: This is good. And I'm putting out my plea one more time. I know we've got people out there. Who have never called us before, and I would just love to hear from, even if it's just one new person, just one for tonight. Hello. You are, if you have never called us before, please pick up the phone and say hi. All you have to do is say hi. Maybe somebody's saying hi.
0: Hello there. You're on there? Yeah, hi. Hey, it's
7: Ralph. How you guys doing?
0: Ralph, oh, how are Ralph? you? I knew it was you. All's well. Oh, well, that ends well. Yes. But the Yankees didn't win last week, Ralph. I'm sorry? The Yankees did not win last week, though. Yeah. I know. No, not, nothing much here.
3: Wow uh, that's true. More S words. I'm going to have to live with this forever, right?
7: <laughs> yeah, the only thing that happened around here, uh, Tony had to have a uh, toenail removed.
3: <laughs> well, um, Believe it or not. Are you being nice to her?
7: I'm always nice to her. Um, extra she's, a, she's very fortunate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
0: God. <gosh. laughs> so, so are you telling me when you two got married, she got the best end of the deal?
7: Mm,
0: no. Nah. Okay, okay, I'm glad you're out of the doghouse.
7: 50-50.
0: Good. Good.
3: You are good.
7: What are you guys talking about tonight? I just tuned in, really.
3: Oh boy, you're late. Oh, you're going to have to give an accounting of yourself. But I'll forgive you and ask.
7: Oh, well, I was doing the dishes and stuff.
3: Ha oh, ha
0: ha ha. What did
3: you have, <laughs> have for dinner? What uh, did you have for dinner?
7: Tonight we had a uh, oh chicken with tomato sauce and onions and stuff like that. And it was really good. Uh, eight hours. Plus rice dinner? with corn mixed in.
3: Wow. Sounds great. But you ate our chickens. <laughs>
7: Oh, yeah. Chicken's not, chicken not safe around here.
3: You, eat Our chicken. Thank goodness my little chick isn't there. Boy. Okay. Yeah,
7: you know, the, the, the kind of chicken that you have, I understand they're very hard to, to, to cook. They come out rubbery.
3: They're pretty hard to chew. <laughs> they do come out rubbery. Oh, gosh, you're too much. Okay, the theme for tonight... What is the neatest place you have ever been? And I don't care if it's an amusement park, a national park, your grandmother's house, a birthday party—just anything at all. What was the neatest place you've ever been?
7: More, you know, the, the neatest place I've ever been, I ever been—I gotta say it was uh, Florence, Italy.
3: Wow! Tell what me a about great it. town! Tell me.
7: Well, it's. Uh, you know all the all the old workshops from the uh, great sculptors,
5: uh huh,
7: and the, the sculptures that you see in Rome, most of them were made in, in Florence, and the workshops still exist.
3: Oh my! You go and,
7: you can go and see them. Wow! But just in general, it was uh, it was much cleaner than Fran- Paris. It was much cleaner than Rome. It, it was just a nice city.
3: How long were you there?
7: Uh, We were there a little over a week.
3: You know, that's really, for a tourist, and of course that's what you were, having a week in a place like that is really a long time. Most people don't take the time to have a good time in a place like that. Yeah,
7: No, I I will not rush through a vacation. If I can't stay there a good Mm -hmm. amount of time, I just don't go. So we had... Uh, we had a week in in uh, London, Paris, Rome, and Florence. Not not in that order.
3: Way to go! So Florence is at the top of your list. L. A. for the music and all of the great stuff is on Ron's list. Kurt in in um, California loves roller coasters, and roller coasters was his thing. This is fabulous! Everybody is is so many different things.
7: Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, whatever you really get the biggest kick out of. Exactly.
3: You exactly. Know, but it's, it's a lot more diverse than I thought it would be.
0: Ralph, isn't one of the cities below sea level? Uh, is it Florence or is it one? Is it? Well, I'm trying to remember what city in Italy. Venice. Is, probably. Is it Venice, right? You, you
7: know. Yeah, I know Venice is. Wow. We were supposed to go there, but we didn't have time. Mm.
3: And you can't swim.
7: Uh, I'm not in that stuff. I understand it's pretty, pretty nasty.
3: Yeah, it is. Everything goes in there.
7: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've heard of stuff coming out the second floor windows. That... Yes,
3: it's constantly flowing.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
5: too
3: I'm... funny, too funny. Are you in the market for a question tonight?
7: Uh, sure. I'm, I'm always uh, I'm always looking for a challenge.
3: Mm-hmm. You had to think about that for a minute. All right, let's see. You want you want something um, comic books or products or old time radio? Uh,
7: well, let's try products.
3: Oh, products. Okay, let's see products products. That's kind of awesome. um. Let's see products products. Gee, I don't have very many. <laughs> Rice Do you know how Riceroni got its name?
7: Uh, I know they called it the San Francisco treat, and they had a bus, uh, a uh, cable car, uh, was part of their advertisement. But I don't know how they got their name.
3: Well, I think you got fifty percent of it. You did a Walden here, but you got, you gave me more than I expected. Aroni. It's half pasta and half macaroni. So you got, I'm, I'm sorry,
7: half rice, oh, half pasta. Half rice, I got you a rice Well, it makes a lot of sense.
3: I, rice and macaroni, and they shortened it, rice roni
7: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Had I, had I thought about it more, I, I probably would have got it. It's kind of. Wouldn't? It kind of makes sense.
3: <clears throat> it makes sense, but I never would have gotten it. You did good, and you remembered oh, the cable car. Good. All right. Now, uh, that brings me to the next question: What would you like me to send you, or what would you like me to send the auction? Your choice. Or both.
7: How about? Uh, did you ever hear of Straight
0: Arrow?
3: Yes. Straight hey, Arrow. Oh. I believe there is only one show flopping around somewhere.
0: I think it may be four. Really? Mm-hmm. Nah.
3: I have only... Well, that
0: wouldn't be good to send to the auction. You remember the sponsor? You remember the sponsor, Ralph?
7: Uh, Nabisco.
0: That's right! Oh, we had the Tom Tom beating where the guy, the announcer had a yeah. Yeah,
7: my first job I ever had in, uh, in New York, in Long Island City, Nabisco was right across the street had a huge building. Mm-hmm.
3: And what were you supposed to eat? What did Straight Arrow feed the kids?
7: Oh, um, I guess it was shredded wheat. Yep. That's yeah, they, they were big on shredded wheat.
3: I don't know how healthful it is. Maybe it is, but I like it. I like shredded wheat. Which makes it good If I like it it's
7: Yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily eat things that are supposed to be good for you I eat things that I like
3: <laughs> You ate my chicken
7: <laughs> No more chicken it? That was the last piece
3: Aww. Oh, poor chicken I can't eat chicken now without thinking of my chicken
7: No, you really uh, Well, I'm glad you're attached to it no, it's a good-looking bird.
3: It's really nice that I don't have to walk it either. No, there's no there's no litter box. I don't have to walk it.
7: Well, you know, I, I don't have to walk them, but I got I got 3 dogs here. I got our our two uh uh chocolate labs. Uh-huh. My 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 daughter's uh, golden retriever. And uh,
3: that's a lot of doggy in one house.
7: Yeah, until uh, he finishes his quarantine and can go to Hawaii, I got to keep him here. So I took about—we took about fourteen pounds off of him actually, and he, he couldn't get out of his own way when he got here. Now he runs.
3: Oh gosh, that's great.
7: And he, he loves to wander around the property. You know, I take him out and I let him run. I play ball with one of them. And uh, they all stay close. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky because if I had to walk them, I think it would kill me.
3: <laughs> They'd have to carry you home.
7: Yeah, we've got five acres for them to, uh, to explore, so they, they, they have a pretty good time here.
3: Are the labs going to be okay when he goes to your daughters? Are they, are they getting attached to each other?
7: Oh, my, him and my, my female they are just they're just in love they roll around and rub up against each other I'm, uh, love has bloomed
3: oh my oh my somebody they're, they're going to miss each other
7: oh I'm sure that there's going to be separation anxiety
3: are you going to wind up with three doggies
7: no I'm going to end up with two <laughs> okay <laughs> He's going. He's probably going there in December. Uh huh. he daughter's supposed to come back and uh, take him at that time. In the meantime, we're trying to get her car shipped over there. Oh my gosh,
3: boy! I hope she loves it there.
7: She loves it there.
3: I I hope she keeps loving it there. Getting her home.
7: Well, she's got she's got a, a, a good job. Yeah, you a said, job that pays well.
3: You said she was promoted right away.
7: Yeah, she has to work very hard at it.
3: Mm.
7: Plus, uh, I think I told you she sells. She sells. She's a broker for uh, flower companies for growers. Mm -hmm. And and for the last uh, I guess eight or ten years, she's been selling flowers over over the phone and the internet. And she can do that like three days a week and work her job three days a week, and she's doing pretty good right now. Wow,
3: she is hustling.
7: Well, she finally got. I I think she finally got a break. She's had a, a lot of bad breaks, but she seems. uh, She seems pretty head head up about this, and I, I couldn't be happier.
3: That's good. I'm, I'm really glad it's working out. You, you were a little concerned about it because it was such a, such a distance and it was all new. But yeah, yeah. You had some, well, you know. Stuff.
7: She had a whole uh, household of furniture. Uh uh-huh. And she she got rid of most of it. Some is in storage, but I don't think any of it'll ever get to Hawaii. Yeah. But she she kind of sold everything she had. Her life her life was a blank at that point. I was worried about her.
3: Mm hmm. But sometimes having a blank and being able to start making new marks on a brand new sheet of paper is a good thing.
7: Yeah, I, I I give her a lot of credit for having nerve. She had a lot of guts to do it.
3: You have to have courage to do that.
7: But then she's my little girl.
3: <laughs> and she got everything she knows from her daddy.
7: Well, she uh, she attributes uh, a lot of her success in, in selling things, flowers and such. Uh-huh. Because she tells them all my old jokes and, and <laughs> using my humor, but she got she got something
3: out of the deal.
0: <laughs> so has she paid you a commission yet, for Ralph, for using your material?
3: Oh see. yeah. <laughs> Royalties are in order here.
7: <laughs> I haven't got anything copyrighted. I guess she can use it.
3: <laughs> oh gee.
7: L- listen, what what the, do you suggest that would be helpful? To the uh, auction I'd be glad to send something their
3: way Um, actually anything and uh, truly anything that people might like and find maybe even a little bit different
0: and it'd be easy to mail you know nothing See it, to it, ship. yeah shipping sh- that'd be easy to mail
7: yeah well like a, I, I guess like a gift card would be a fine uh-huh. perfect perfect perfect. It's small and it's easy to easy to transport.
3: You you can't you can't get much easier than a gift card to send. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, I,
7: I always um
3: doesn't require. A
7: I always avoid sending uh, friends a gift card. It's, it's not very personal. Yeah. But but, but for a uh, for a thing like the auction, I think it would, would probably be attractive.
3: I think that is a perfect choice.
7: And if you want to send some, uh, some radio programs there, uh, whatever you think they would use in, in that uh, department.
3: I will write auction in Ralph's name. And it, this is starting to sound like a memorial, but it really... In the
7: name of Ralph.
3: Auction <laughs> <laughs> in Ralph's name. Okay.
7: Well, how do I sound this week?
3: You sound good. I'm on a different phone, so I don't know if it's me or you.
7: Oh, 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 I hear you guys just fine. So.
3: You
0: sound good to me, Ralph.
7: Yeah, good. You do. Well, oh,
3: you're talking about That's the it. phone. Yeah, oh, it's great. It's great, you know. The
7: old phone that oh. Patricia has.
3: How's the weather up north?
0: I mean, it's been really hot down here, Ralph. How, how has it been oh, for you? it's
7: been absolutely gorgeous, Walt. Mm. In the upper 70s, lower 80s, mm. clear as a crystal. And uh, like I told you last week, we, we've been going boating three, four times a week, and it's just been wonderful.
0: So, when do you think when do you think it will get too cold? Will it be around Thanksgiving time? When do you think the weather going to be?
7: You know, uh, we're running a little bit late right now. For okay. It. I expected it to be colder than it is.
5: Mm.
7: But we're having what, what you know they refer to as an Indian summer, and I really love it. Good. Uh, hopefully, sure. Tony's, Tony's foot will heal up uh, within a week or so, and we'll be able to go fishing again before the season's over.
3: Good deal.
0: That'd be good.
3: Well, okay. I will send, I will scout out, <laughs> I will scout around for Straight Arrow. That's a good one, Patricia. And uh, I'll find something really interesting to send in to the auction with your name on it.
7: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, I, I'd love to do that, yeah. and uh, uh, I've been here. I've been hearing them, you know, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they really have their hands full.
3: Yep, the, uh,
7: his wife being uh, sick and
3: yeah, she's not been uh, not been feeling well at all. Oh,
7: boy. I can re- I can relate to that. Last year, I didn't think I was going to be here this year, but I really. You made a good recovery, and I feel great. I'm very grateful.
0: Well, we're glad you're here, Wow.
7: Yeah, I am so. <laughs> you know, I, I had a bunch of great doctors, and I had a good, real good experience with them.
3: We're awful glad you're here. Yeah.
7: Yeah, what would you do without me?
3: I don't know. It just wouldn't be the same. <laughs> Well, I mean, of course it
7: would well, be I, the
3: same, but I mean, it wouldn't be the same.
7: I can tell you you, you two have really become a part of my life. You've been uh, around. Well,
3: we're family. Yes. No?
7: That's how, I, that's how it feels.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep, family. Did,
7: did uh, you by any chance to get my uh, Halloween card?
3: Oh, I did, but I haven't opened it yet because I got it in Hotmail and I have to do a couple of things to get there. <laughs>
7: yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of... Uh, my wife's cousin in Australia sent it to us and I, I thought it was pretty good, so I All passed right. it on.
3: Well, I'll have to... When we take a break later, I'll click on it and see what uh, kind of stuff you sent us.
7: Yeah, oh, it's, it's kind of cute.
3: And stuff like that there.
7: Okay. Well, listen, I... I don't wanna take your whole evening up. I I appreciate you being there and it's been real good talking to
3: you. Oh, it's always fun talking to you. Thank you for calling.
7: All right, good
3: night. Good night, Val. Bye. Bye Tony. Hi, Walden. Hi, Val. Seven one four boy. Five
0: four five two oh seven one.
3: Good night, Mary Ellen.
0: The ladies in the house. He here.
3: And one new family member. Gotta have one new family member. And if you're too quiet to
0: call this week, Send an email. That way Patricia can sugarcoat debate for you to call in the future.
3: <laughs> I can say. Uh, hello there. You're on there. Hi, Weldon and Patricia. My name is Eva and I am also known as Polly the Parrot on the Treasure Ivan show. I'm oh my God Ivan's voice. Oh well, hello Polly the Parrot. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still in New York? You guys haven't made a big trip yet? Not yet, not yet. He's flying out on November 16th from New York to California, and I promised my grandmother, who is getting close to 100 years old, that I would spend one more Christmas at home, so I'm going to join him in January.
0: Wow. A, uh, that
3: is so sweet. Wow. That is so sweet. Where, wow. Is your grandma in New York? No, she lives in Delaware, uh, where I grew up. So on the East Coast, you're you're just you're leaving the familiar in New York in in the um, in the village. You're in the village, right? Yeah, we're in Greenwich Village. Yeah. And he's going to California and you're going to Delaware. And the word move gives me the hives. I don't know how you're doing it. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'd never moved before. When I, when I married him, I, I was living, I was very young, I was living with my parents, and so I just sort of started bringing my stuff up, you know, every time I would visit and get ready for the wedding, I'd bring a few more things, so I've never made a big move before. Oh, this is a first for you, boy, and you're doing it big. Yeah, all the way across the country. But we're so excited we're going to be living near Walden. We're gonna, we're, you're going to find us on your doorstep one morning. Hey, that'd be perfect. That will We're going to come visit
0: you. I, I appreciate that.
3: Just don't give him any advanced warning, Eva, because it, yeah, <laughs> just do me a favor. At least don't
0: make it six in the morning. I don't think I'll be up yet.
3: I don't think we'll be up yet. <laughs> And don't give him any advance notice because he'll have your work list laid out for you when you do <laughs> this thing. Well, Ivan keeps me busy. I've been digitizing cassette tapes for him for the past month.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, then you know what's going on around here. Everything's being packed up, moved out. Oh, my Congratulations. gosh.
3: Congratulations. That sounds so exciting. It
0: is. It's, it's nice to see alive it. That way we can share with more people. Because that's, that's where it all should be done, you know. Well, it's wonderful,
3: and congratulations to all of us. Uh, well, how did you two meet, Polly? We met on the Internet. Are you serious? I love this. I know, I know. It's funny. And as, as you may have noticed, because my grandmother is still alive and, you know, he's he's a little bit older, we have a big age difference, but what brought us together is our love of old songs. And he was listening to a radio show out in California, and I was listening to a radio show in Delaware. And they were playing the same playlist. And we were listening, and I think they were playing V, I Love. And we said, you know, oh, that, that just song just came on. And he said, you're kidding. That just came on here. And then the next song was the same.
0: <laughs> wow.
3: Much fun is that. Wow. All right, are we allowed to ask, like, personal questions, like how long have you been married? Uh, ten years and three months. I think it's going to, this is a keeper. I think so, too. (laughs) This one's going to stick. You're past the probationary period. Indeed. And besides, I I couldn't leave the Treasure Ivan show, so. (laughs) Do you have to audition for Polly? Well... Actually, I did. He he had somebody else lined up to engineer the show, and she did a great job of it. And I kept saying, "Come on, come on, give me a chance too," because I knew we could do it from from our house, and it would just be easy and comfortable. And so he gave me a chance, and he said, "You know, this this isn't half bad," and and we've been doing it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's more than half good. Gee, indeed. New Yorkers, I'm telling you. <laughs> that's that's. Fun. Well, you know, we listen to Yesterday USA every single night, 10.30. Everything switches off, and we, we really especially love the Saturday night show. Oh. oh, that is so neat. Thank you so much. And you're my new caller.
0: Yeah, that's right. You made it. You made Patricia's night.
3: Oh. Yes, I've been waiting to call you guys, and I tonight seemed like the night.
0: So. Well, now tell me about Delaware. I mean, we, none of us West Coast people have no idea about Delaware. I mean, is it really cold? Is it really like what we see George Washington crossing the Delaware River and all that snow in the background? The Delaware <laughs> oh,
3: River, I think he was crossing it further north. The Delaware River was discovered in the 17th century by some fellow who was exploring and his patron was named De La War, mm-hmm. And so he named the Delaware River, Delaware. Ah. Actually, you have to sail down the Delaware River quite a bit to get to Delaware itself. Okay. It's, it's mid-Atlantic. It's sort of like Maryland. It's it's a little bit warmer than New York. Okay. Um, very humid. We've got all the water and the bays and the bayous. Got it. All sorts of nifty stuff there. Yeah. And yeah, of course, everybody living in New York wishes they were in Florida or California. So you guys are the right places.
0: <laughs> so was it a culture shock moving from Delaware to New York? Did it take a little
3: while? Not terribly. I know one of your earlier callers said that living in a college town sort of... Put you in a culture area, and I did grow up around the University of Delaware, uh-huh. but the big shock to me was to move to New York and discover I had a southern accent. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was informed of that by, by the Yankees <laughs> up here. Anything <laughs> <laughs> south of Newark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> is funny. Actually, treasure, treasure Ivan wants me to tell you one thing, which is that he's going to be at the Friends of Old Time Radio Convention, too. He's particularly looking forward to the Saturday morning panel. Um, he'll be there in a in a black hat with a Uncle Don pin on it. You won't be able to miss him. Oh, my goodness. Nope, you won't. That was, oh, gosh, that that is great. I was going to ask you, because we're talking about the Treasure Ivan show and Polly the Parrot, if you would give a thumbnail sketch of what you're talking about here. Well, sure. The um, the Treasure Ivan Show is something that that Ivan started doing about 12 or 15 years ago out on a low-power station in California. And he was playing children's records that um, he remembered from his time helping his parents run their nursery school in the San Fernando Valley. And things like Woody Guthrie and Marsha Berman and Frank Luther and Tom Glazer um, and now a fellow named David Bonner has written a wonderful, wonderful book. Um, and I think um, it's called Revolutionizing Children's Records. And I think David might actually be at the all-time radio convention this year. I'm not sure. But um, now Ivan, you know, had this for show for a while, and then things sort of fell through. He moved, the radio station closed, and he'd been thinking about it for years and years and years. And then we found Yesterday USA, and it just clicked. So... Well, we are so, so glad you come in. and. Well, now, how did you fall in
0: love with the music? How, were, there, did you, were you raped by your grandmother on it? How did you fall in love with
3: it? Um, I don't actually know. I just I never connected with music that was popular in the 80s and 90s, and I just, I like the old stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Kindred spirits, what can I say?
3: Indeed. Yes.
0: <laughs> I, I think we all are. Yeah, yeah, you know. There's something very romantic, something very nostalgic, and something, uh, you know, it has so much going for it. And we can understand the words for crying out loud, so what can I say?
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it's just such great craft, you know, beautiful yeah. prosody, beautiful songwriting. Oh, I know. It, it's wonderful. It, music touches all of the senses. You can feel the you can smell music. You hear music. It's it's just a, a wonderful medium. Touches yeah, it everybody. Is. Okay, even You know what this means, of course. And and I'm I'm not pushing. I just want to say it before I forget because I'm seventy nine years old, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my computer in the library. Seventy nine years young. <laughs> yeah, Ron tells me I had my birthday this summer, so I must be seventy nine. <laughs> well, happy Penny. birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not really 79, honestly, I'm not. Um, but because She's you're not a,
0: even 21 yet, so what can I say?
3: Okay, I'm not 21 <laughs> yet. you are not but 21 yet. There are an awful lot of people who are worried now. <laughs> 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 Statutory stuff. Um, because you are a first-time caller, I get to send you some radio shows, and I know. You like detectives? I do, I do. I, I love detectives, um, and I'm trying to think who, who my favorite detective is. I would probably have to say that Richard Diamond is my favorite detective. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Why? What is there about the show or Richard Diamond you like? You love? It. Um, I like the writing. I like Blake Edwards. I like his style, um, and I'm also a big fan of Broadway Melody of 1938, I think, or 33. I think it's 33,
0: and Dick Powell plays the yep. lead. We're hoping to have the uh, gal who runs the Dick Powell blog blog on our show in a few weeks to talk about oh, Dick Powell. Oh, Dick Yeah. I didn't even know there was
3: a Dick Powell blog on huh I would look forward to hearing that.
0: So two days before you move is what we're hoping to have that set. She'll be on. Be listening. Yep. If,
3: now, if, if Dick Powell's birthday was... The 14th or the 10th uh I know she's two days away from it I think it's the 14th
0: yeah I think so, we're gonna have her on the 12th and I think Powell's birthday the 14th
3: was the 14th yeah okay That's it. Oh, wow I know that I remember there was when I when I found her mm-hmm. I remember there was or not her when I I found the information on Dick Powell I know that there were two there were two days between the interview and his birthday but I couldn't remember which side of the two days. So I think the 14th. So she'll be with us November 12th, I hope. Oh, boy, I'm going to mark our calendar. That sounds really neat. Yeah, and, boy, you know, she is so sweet and so articulate and just appreciates Dick Powell so much. And um, it's, it's really a joy to listen to her. Walden had her on and interviewed her about, was it about a year ago, Walden? About a year and a half. You oh, guys sound like you've been together forever. <laughs> yeah, just about. Doesn't it sound like that? He's my buddy.
0: I know. Well, we know each other for a long time.
3: Yeah, but, well, I only I've only known yesterday USA for eight years. Well, that's a long time for yeah. most people. <laughs> you for years after that. Yeah, I know. You've got oh. good chemistry. Yeah, we've got chemistry. We that's do. Good. I like that. Yeah. We've got chemistry. Okay, so I'm not going to send you Dick Powell because you know all about him and you've listened to every single show, right? Well, I'll tell you, you, you send whatever you like because we, we loved your picks the last time. It was great. It, well, Ivan said you had heard the show but didn't have a, you hadn't heard all of them, right? The um no, I don't think we've I don't think we've heard. Uh, oh, you mean Stand by for Crime? Uh huh. Yeah, I I knew of the show but hadn't heard very many. They're they're not that common, I don't think. Okay, so, so I did hit the jackpot on that one. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find something for old-time radio people <laughs> that I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm supposed to find something for you, and if I can find it in the detective genre, that would be good? Sounds good to me. Okay, is there, some, is there another genre you would prefer to have? No, no, detectives are good. I I like to fall asleep, and as Ivan says, if you fall asleep just right, you can dream that you're one of the detectives. You're Philip Marlowe standing there. and Oh, (laughs) Oh, you you just have to do it at exactly the right moment. I am a (laughs) detective, and I would pick detectives over comedy, would you believe? Love them. Love Sam Spade, Philip Marlowe, all good stuff. They play so well on the radio. Pardon? They they play so well on the radio. It's a great genre. They do. I mean, it's clear that they were written for radio because they fit it. They, they just, they belong on radio. Yeah. So I, I agree with you there. But I will put on my little detective hat, and I will find you some detectives who are hiding out there. Well, thank you. I will enjoy that. Uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And we, we, we did think of the, the, the neatest place in New York that I've ever been, because I haven't said if you're going to call, you have to be able to tell them the neatest place you've ever been. And I haven't traveled much, but I did get to take a tour of a famous museum in New York called The Frick. And I got the behind-the-scenes tour because I'm an education director at another museum. And they took me to the basement where there is a single-lane private bowling alley. Oh, my. Basement. And Well, tell me about this place, The Frick. It, it's an art museum, and they have old Dutch masters, but it used to be the home of an important um, financial fellow named Mr. Frick, who lived in the last part of the 19th century, and he had a private bowling alley in his basement. Is that too much fun, or what? Do they, do they keep it in good operating conditions? They do. They use it for parties. <laughs> <clears throat> they, it's, it's hard to keep a bowling alley smooth and waxed, and the board's the way they're supposed to be. I know. I, I would imagine uh, we go to a little bowling alley out in California that has only six lanes, and they actually have pin boys, which is pretty great. Or I guess pin <laughs> girls now. But you know the neatest places. <laughs> well, well, come to California and we'll take you bowling. <laughs> That'll be a, a fun, fun time. What fun would that be? Where, um, where is this adorable bowling alley? It's in Pismo Beach. I've heard of Pismo Beach. Yeah, that's
0: true. Not too far where they used to have the Bing Crosby Golf Tournament. That's
3: that's why I heard it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Very Bing Crosby Golf Tournament. That sounds y- yep, pretty cool. Yep, you to have it. Okay. Now, if if you can clear all six lanes you can invite Walden. <laughs> 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 Are you an
0: enthusiastic bowler, Walden? Well, I've been I've been known to bowl in other bowling alleys that's not supposed to be the one I'm supposed to be in. Oh, you know, I've done that, too. <laughs> He's
3: a sharing person. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, called, it's called skill. See if you can drop the ball in somebody else's alley while you're doing it. it, it hey, it, it
3: keeps things interesting. Oh, yeah. As long as it's aimed at pins. It doesn't have to be your pins.
0: That's right. <laughs> That's right.
3: Pins. So I, I do believe if you put him in the middle, somewhere in the middle, and clear the other lanes, we'll all be safe. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it sounds like a minute. Well, I think I'm going to let you guys get on with the rest of your show, and we're going to drift off to sleep here. It's pretty late. And
0: all right, Paul. Fun
3: talking to you. Same here. Thank you, Eva. I am so happy to be able to say hi to you. Well, me too. And thank you, and thank you for every every evening on Saturdays and other nights that we have enjoyed listening to you. Oh, how great! And say good night to Ivan for us. I, I know. I sure will. Aaron. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: Hey, she was super.
3: Oh, my goodness. Eva, you are wonderful. You're super. Yes. We're going to have to compete with Ivan and Eva. We're going to have to um, set up some competition. Who gets to the phone first?
0: <laughs> Great fun to talk to both of you. Oh, yeah. Adorable couples. 714-545-2071. we loved love to th- talk to you. We got a first-time caller and Eva. We want more. We want to double that tonight. All we need is to double, have one more call from a new time caller.
3: Yeah, it's easy to double when you're in the low numbers.
0: That's true.
3: Then we're going to get a little bit more difficult. Because if we get a second caller and we double that, that's putting the pressure on.
0: We can do it, though.
3: We're going to put the pressure on. We can do it. We can do anything. Oh, I oh. know they can do it. I you know, know they can do it. You know, people... P-
0: people have been asking about, listening. what about the auction? What are you guys talking about the auction? The callers are talking about the auction. I guess we better give them information.
3: Some information about the auction. Yes. is the annual event. It is an annual event. Let me, let me pull up. And I lied before. It's only 70 degrees here. It's not 59. I don't know what happened. I, I pulled up the temperature and it lied
0: it's because, <laughs> it because it because your computer looked at the air conditioning inside the hotel and said ah
3: oh, 50 oh degrees. oh my goodness so it'll it'll be on the 27th it's on a saturday or a sunday sunday a sunday okay so that would be the 27th
0: yep so we're, we're only uh let's see here folks
3: 43 days away Good old Walden. He can count. I, mean, I, couldn't, I couldn't subtract six from 11 fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> meeny meeny, miny, moe. I can count on my toes. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, so November 27th. It's mm-hmm. always the Sunday after Turkey Day. And what happens is that people who are listeners and friends and who love us, Send in items that can be auctioned off, and it can be anywhere from $2 to $22,000. It doesn't matter. Whatever you can spare, whatever you can find, whatever you're able to do. You hit the sales tables at Walmart. They've got wonderful sets of DVDs. It does not have to be old-time radio-related. People make things with their hands. We had a, a wonderful... Oh, an afghan that came in. Lucy in New York made an afghan, and I got it. Oh, my goodness, do I have it. It is gorgeous. Um, And she made that for the auction. Whatever you can do, send it to Bill. Walden will give you the address, and the address is at the website as well. When the items get sent in, Kim packages them in bundles. I'll call them bundles. And... The bundles are auctioned off which means small items big items they they get put together in sets that seem to go with each other so you might get cowboy boots with <laughs> a Roy Rogers movie um, and Bill on the air will say, he'll describe the items in a particular lot and you can call your bids in, you can fax your bids in, you can Sit in the chat room and type in your bids on the item, and the high bidder wins. The clock gets set, and when the clock ticks down and it goes ding, the person who has the highest bid in gets the item. It is just like a regular auction, but it's handled over the radio, and it's the single fundraising event of the year and it's it's a fun deal i sit in the chat room all day and say um oh i, I want to bid on this item i want to bid on that item and there are so many items that i i developed a system for it can i tell them my system you bet all right i think we lost walden i start to talk and he goes for a sandwich
0: no 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 i'm here no, i know you I'm always
3: here stick with it it's
0: i wouldn't leave my patricia
3: yeah there are so many items and some things that are are not I'm not a match with so I would not bid on them and and it can be confusing so I go to the website kim posts on the website all of the items that are up for auction and I copy and paste into a word document and then I go through and I take out the things I know I'm not going to bid on and eventually I whittle it down to an, a fair number so if I get a winning bid on a couple of those items I'm going to be a happy camper and I wind up with maybe six or eight items out of easily 20, 25, 30 sometimes uh, as many as 30 items and 30 bundles um, and I'm, I whittle it down to ones that are really really important to me but then I've got this word document in front of me that I can just print out and keep track so when 35 blue comes up I know that I've got to bid on that and I really perk up and pay attention so that's my system I don't put the I don't watch the website I don't follow it line by line I copy and paste the items that I want to bid on and wait for them to come up and in that way I can make some sense out of it otherwise it's just so overwhelming there's so much information Um, and that's the way I keep it under control for me
0: and oh, it's, it's a great way to do a little christmas shopping
3: yeah i got my brother's christmas present last year he is <clears throat> excuse me a sports person it's painful for me to say <laughs> <laughs> and of all things world war ii sports and world war ii And there was a wonderful collection of sports items with DVDs and a book and and a couple of things. And you know how I fuss about S-words, S-words. Everybody's got Mm S-words for sports. And I was the person who had the winning bid on the the sports items and just confused the Dickens set of people because I went home with the sports (laughs) items. But that was my brother's Christmas (laughs) present. And it was just so super because I got him something that he wanted, and I got it through the auction, so it helped the station.
0: And it was just too cold. And, 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 and it can be stuff sitting around the house and don't it? I bundled up, oh, a, I, yeah. I bundled up a bunch of audio books. those down. Mm-hmm. Also, something very unique, and I can see floating out, I just bundled up a bunch of these and sent them down. Uh, Nancy Sinatra came over to Frank's studio and recorded some prom- uh, promotional material for... Uh, when Sinatra turned 80 years old, a radio show. And so there was all these tapes. I sent all those down, figuring that, Kim, you're not going to see those floating. If you're a big Frank Sinatra fan, uh, it's, it's sort of like a half-hour documentary on Frank's early days in radio. Wow. Yeah. So. Very good. Yeah. So you're going to see stuff you're not going to see floating around. And you're going to see stuff that is.
3: And It doesn't, ha- it doesn't have to be new. No. It has to be in good condition. Correct. But it doesn't have to be new. It has to be good condition. You taste. can you can load and watch a DVD. And that's the end. You're not going to go back, but it doesn't have eye prints. It doesn't wear out because no. you played it. Think about contributing that to the auction.
0: And last year, Patricia and I were very happy to say that we think our Saturday night family came through in a big way. Oh my goodness. They did. Oh my goodness. They came they came in big time. So, you know, So, we love you for that, and if you can help out, that'd be great. If you can't, we understand. It's not easy for any of us at this time to do anything. We understand. But if if you can, that'd be great.
3: Just being there. Truly, just being there with us on Saturday night and being with the other DJs during the week... That's it. You
0: can't ask for anything more than that. Good stuff. do more than that? Wow. It's bonus. And we will probably have a preview the Sunday before, November 20th, where Kim will go over all the items that came in at that point. The list will probably be posted about that week, and that's when you can do the Patricia system. Break it down, analyze, and come up your list for, uh, and it'll be around... Oh, I would say around four o'clock Eastern time or so. Generally, what I I would guess is one we just started, mm-hmm. and it goes about eight hours or so. And if you think there's you, it doesn't matter, to in early, middle, late, there's always something there. So, and any items you want to send, you can consider to send them down to Kim K I M Bragg, two thousand one. Plymouth Rock Drive, Richardson, Texas, 75081. Now, Kim Bragg, 2001, Plymouth Rock Drive, Richardson, Texas, 75081. There you
3: go. And there you go. I'm doing something a little different this year. Um, sort of semi-different. 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 You know, I always put together in one form or another a collection of radio shows. Right. And last year, oh, my goodness, I don't know, what did, what did I have in, you, in one collection? It was 5,000 yep, shows. Yep, yep, Another one, 4,500. Yep. I mean, I, I put together a lot. Well, this year, I got smart. I listened to Bill. And he was going through his usual promotion of the auction, and he said something that made me go, whoa, I can do that. So I bought um, five four-gigabyte flash drives, and I am going to fill five flash drives with radio shows. How about that? Now, four gigabytes of shows is a fair number of shows because few of them are very large. Right. So, that that's a fair number of shows. So, you get to have the shows on a flash drive, transfer the shows, delete them from the flash drive, and you've got not only four gigabytes worth of shows, you've got a new flash drive. A twofer. Isn't that great? And Bill have that idea, and I thought, what did tell me? I could have done that last year,
0: too. That's a twofer, Patricia would say.
3: Oh, it's what?
0: A twofer. Super. Uh-huh. Oh.
3: Super! You gotta say it right. It's really a super idea, you know.
0: <laughs> well, that Patricia an accent.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hey, boo <boo-boo>. boo. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. So, it it would have been a whole lot easier for everybody. I kept them and told Kim it would be foolish for me to mail them to her, and then she has to mail them to somebody else. I would just mail them from my place, which I did do. But it would have been easier to put a flash drive in an envelope than, than 15. Gosh, it's not 15. There must have been 35 or 40 CDs that went out in each packet. So this will be a lot easier. You'll get just as many shows. There will probably be even better quality uh, without having to go through the middle step. And uh, you get a flash drive, too. So I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Nice. Super Nice
3: they're purple. I got purpl- purple. Purple?
0: Yeah. Purple. Purple. I go with Patricia's pink bag and her purple drives.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I think
0: Patricia like colors.
3: Well, sometimes. Sometimes? Just, just a little bit different sometimes. You know, I, I, I tend to blend. I just kind of melt into the background, but... Once in a while, I like something really perky, and
0: um, so when you decide to go as a as a redhead the next time, <laughs> yes, you're gonna
3: people are gonna hey who's that gal? I'm gonna look in the mirror and say who's that? <laughs> no red, no, I'm I'm not a redhead. <laughs> um, that's funny. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. I have got a theme for tonight. What is the neatest place you've ever been? A lake, a beach, an amusement park, a national park, a library. I mean, a library is a really nifty place. A birthday party, an anniversary party, no party at all. A quiet place at home, just curled up with a book. Whatever. Whatever turned you on and you had a good time and it was a great place to be, that's what we want to know. And tonight we have history notes got some useless but fun tidbits of information, an awful show, and we've got Walden's questions for tonight.
0: Boo Boo Bear has her question?
3: Say what?
0: Boo Boo has her question?
3: You are Boo Boo Bear.
0: Oh. Yogi. Yeah. Yogi has Boo-boo? some questions for Boo Boo. Boo Boo?
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, by the way, tomorrow night, everybody, we're going to play uh, the time when Jim Jordan with a guest on Ray Bream's show.
3: Oh, how wonderful. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we... Plug up-
3: my ears in on that one.
0: They uploaded that file to me this week before he and John went off to the barbershop convention. So we got that to play tomorrow night.
3: Very excellent. You yeah. did good. Yeah. You did
0: good. Yeah. 714-545-2071. Everybody gone to sweep. Everybody gone to watch football. Everybody gone to have a snacky pool.
3: Nobody here. S words. Nobody here. There are S words out there. Okay, well I will. I will give you some useful but fun information. All
0: right.
5: Use
3: less. Underline less. Use less, but fun information. All right. Okay. Um, well, maybe this one is useful. And forgive me if I've already told you some of these things because I go over them from week to week. And but
0: you know, I'm. I very, said
3: them out you, loud.
0: You know me very well. You know I'm a. Did very, we
3: play Heavenly Days already?
0: No, you asked me to have that p- for tonight.
3: Yeah, I know, but we never did. Or did we?
0: Well, we haven't played tonight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, we've had about 1,922 fibbers, and I wind up picking the same one occasionally.
0: <laughs> I don't think, I, you know what, we have a very forgiving family. We we can have the same topic every Saturday and they would still forgive us for having to talk about the same thing. So It's
3: a great show anyway.
0: I love the show.
3: It it, it is a good show. Well rest. so that's our Fibber Show for tonight. It's um it's Heavenly Days.
0: They're after the movie, I think.
3: And it was uh, yeah, it was after the movie. Let me, let
0: me And this was Screen Girl. We're gonna play the Screen Girl version of February nineteen
3: forty seven. And the movie was nineteen forty three. Yeah,
0: Heavenly Days.
3: Yeah, yep. It just astounded me that they made five movies, stayed with the with the radio series throughout the whole time. <coughs> Excuse me, every week. They did special shows like Heavenly Days on Screen Guild Theater. We had Backseat Driver in Suspense. Mm-hmm. We did these special shows along the way, personal appearances, and managed to have a family life on top of it. I mean, it just. Is astounding,
0: and and we and just inside scoop, information, we, we think we got a contact into some of the family members, so that's a, hopefully will work out down the road. We can talk to some relatives.
3: You
0: hear me smiling? Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. are your ears doing? My ears doing super. Okay, <laughs>
3: super. <laughs> we have to train you a little bit more. I know. I'm a I'm a
0: white coat kid. I mean, you got the New uh, Jersey thing down
3: pat. I'm just. Yeah. A, you know,
0: yeah. I, I come from California. My folks are from the Midwest. You know, I don't talk no accents talk. That's just that ring in my ears. You
3: don't have an accent? I don't think so. Well, we'll have to see. That's that's the assignment for our across-the-country family. Yeah. Does Walden have an
0: accent? Does Walden have an accent? It probably said Midwest.
3: I, yeah, I would pick Midwest. Yeah. I would pick
0: and considering that's how they used to train all the old radio announcers, they wanted them to have the Midwestern speaking style.
3: That is correct, yep. because it is very plain vanilla. Uh, it is. I mean, it's, it's just there, there is no regional identification with, an, and especially South, South Dakota people have no um, nothing in their voices to place them in a different part of the country.
0: Hello there, you're on there. Walter Patricia Ray in Chicago. Ray,
3: what are you do how oh,
0: show late. Ray in
3: Chicago. <laughs> how you doing?
8: Good, good. Actually I'm in Wisconsin.
3: Well
0: you,
8: know.
3: you lied
0: to us. Oh <laughs> You always say Ray from Chicago via Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah.
8: <laughs> and I'm I really don't live in Chicago. I live <laughs> in the suburbs. <laughs>
3: Oh. oh, man. You've been yeah. buffaloing us all this time. Oh, man. So how are you doing?
8: Good. You know, I'm here alone. I'm on the computer listening, and, um, you know, I thought I'd sneak in a call uh, before I got to bed because <laughs> i got to play golf tomorrow.
3: You have you to know. play an S-word tomorrow?
8: Well, excuse me, you were talking about the weather in Florida, and, you know, it's been the last couple of days, it's really starting to get cold and windy up here.
3: Oh, you're in a windy part of the country. How cold is it?
8: Uh, we were in the, um, I believe we were in the, the um, middle to high... 50s, but the wind was um, uh, 20 to 30 miles an hour.
0: I know in the Mi- Mi- Michigan game today, got to 50 miles per hour for the football game.
8: Oh, yeah, it, it was cold. Yeah. You know? But oh, my. Uh, I want to get in as much time on the links before, you know, the snow falls. So. Yeah,
3: be- before pneumonia sets in.
8: Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I've been enjoying all the telephone calls. And uh, I just wanted you to know I'm I'm listening on a regular basis. Um, unfortunately, right about now is I I start nodding, you know.
3: <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah. Listen, you hung in there for two hours.
8: Yeah. I, um,
3: Seriously, this is late for you. Thank you.
8: No, I I I can't miss you guys. You're really uh, you make my week really.
3: Oh, you're too much fun. Thank you. I have uh, I have a theme question for tonight
8: yeah you know I I was I, I was, uh, I was um, happy you, you brought that up, that theme up because it made me think of so many happy moments but uh, I'm just gonna say when I was just a youngster living with my grandfather um, that that was that was a good time of my life. And now that uh, I'm a grandfather, uh, <laughs> I uh, I often reflect on those times when I'm with my grandson. I have two of them, but um, uh, one's 15, one's four. And the 15-year-old, if he keeps playing golf as well as he is, uh, hopefully he'll get a scholarship to college
4: wow
8: (laughs) and what a beautiful swing he's 15 (laughs) he stands about five feet five he doesn't weigh more than 125 pounds and he can hit a ball 250 to 270 yards
5: wow wow wow
8: Wow. i just uh, it overwhelms me you know i mean uh I, I have a decent game in fact uh i shot a seventy five this year which is my best you know but um he's he beats me all the time now he's he's just a and he's a good kid he does well in school you know and we're extremely close uh as a matter of fact um we moved i'm sure I mentioned it to you patricia oh a year and a half or so ago mm-hmm closer to my daughter and we were only 20 minutes away <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> so how, how close are you now
8: well about two blocks
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're closer
8: oh yeah so uh, I get to see the kids all the time and uh, I take my older grandson to the golf course a couple times a week
3: uh-huh. but
8: he's, he's on the golf team so he, he's able to play uh, quite a bit you know
3: that's great. That's so neat that it's your grandfather, your your memories of being with your grandfather that came up on top of the list.
8: Yeah, that, that was a special time. There were a lot of special times, and I think most people would agree. I remember a time when I got out of the service. Uh, I didn't get a job yet, and I read the book uh, Hawaii by James Michener. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I read that in two sittings, and if anybody oh. knows that book, it's like I I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of pages.
3: It's as big as the Bible, for goodness sakes.
8: But a wonderful story about Hawaii, you know, I, um, that was, let's see, I'm going to tell you exactly, that was in 62 or three. and, um, uh, that was a pretty exciting time as are most times that i read i really enjoy reading and uh, mitchner is one of my favorites uh and as a traditional type person you know obviously i love old time uh, radio
0: how did you pick up the game of golf was it somebody in your family that got you started how did that come about
8: well it's funny um I was a combat and measures instructor uh, in the service, mm-hmm. and um, I was probably one of the youngest black belts in America at the time. Uh, you know, a non-Japanese, you know, the Japanese, of course, they're black belts when they're 12 and 11, you know. But I was, uh, I believe, 17 or 18 at the time. And I competed internationally and was pretty good at it, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I got out of the service, I, you know, I got my black belt and I says, well, enough of that. What else could I do now? And uh, a cousin introduced me to the game. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, uh, just to show you the kind of nut I am, I played golf every day, just about year-round in the Chicagoland area. And I'm talking about snow, blizzards, uh, I used tennis balls in the winter, I used uh, handball balls, I used racquetball balls, because, you know, if you hit a ball in the snow, it's buried.
3: You were always one of the normal people on my list. I'm going to have to reevaluate
8: this. <laughs> i tell you, it was, uh, you know, I had some great times. Um... I have some dear friends who are in Fort Myers right now who I used to go uh, visit that, with them uh-huh. every year for a number of years until my wife got sick, mm. and, um, and we'd play golf down there, and those were wonderful times of remembrance. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, there's wonderful periods throughout my life. You know, I remember when I was about 15, right here in Wisconsin, the same place I am walking down we have a little channel drive uh, that runs in between uh, this division I'm the subdivision I'm in. and I remember holding a girl's hand while walking down the, uh, the channel walk and I, I thought that was probably the neatest thing in the whole world wow. and uh, I carved her initials in the uh, wooden bridge. And she actually kissed me once. <laughs> that was pretty nifty stuff back then.
0: Bet. Now, if the bridge is still up, have you gone down to see if her name is still there?
8: Well, actually, the bridge is gone. Oh, jeez. No. They, they replaced it twice since then.
3: <laughs> you never even got to keep the board?
8: No. <laughs> I remember her name. I hesitate to mention on the... Uh, Uh,
0: She probably she probably listening. Will call in if you give it out. Yeah.
8: (laughs) Well, her initials were AK, and it was in uh, the Highlands in uh, Delavan Wisconsin. So if she's listening, uh, give me a shout. Now I'll tell you another cute story.
3: Oh, we slipped. Okay, we went very fast on this one. Okay.
8: (laughs) But it's really this is kind of cute too. So I bought this place here maybe 25 years ago. Uh And, um, um, you know, we're back and forth in the neighborhood, and some gal comes up to me at the mailboxes, and she says, "Um, is your name so-and-so? And And I said, yes, where are you? And she says, I'm so-and-so. And And I, I says, I remember you when you were you know, 15 or 16 or whatever I was back then. And um, and she mentioned her husband's name, and he happened to be the brother of another girl from this area.
3: Oh, my gosh.
8: Now, he's still my neighbor. He's two doors down. the The woman, of course, she's a grandmother many times over. I I haven't... I've never met her because she comes out here when I'm not here, you know. But in the 20-odd years that I'm here, I've never seen her. And we... Her and I corresponded in the service. And I have to tell you, uh, I was... uh, uh, We have these little peers on the channel, Mm -hmm. and this young lady gave me a kiss on one of the peers. So I got two kisses...
3: You're you're pretty good on water here, aren't you?
8: <laughs> so that was pretty fantastic for me too. Now, of course, today, um, you know, that that's almost laughable. You know, in in terms of what everybody's doing, you know, but they were memorable moments, and uh, you know, <laughs> it's fun to even talk about it. So
3: that's you're my about. story,
8: Patricia
3: very fun to hear about it. I'm, I'm so delighted with what you're saying.
8: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, it's a great life. <laughs> uh, you no, know, uh, I was a bit of a dancer in my time uh, to the the swing and uh, cha-cha and all of that. Uh-huh. And um, I'll tell you this one last story. I was in a club in Chicago and met a young lady and we just seemed to dance like uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. And uh, it turns out she was a dance instructor. She had a couple of little studios here in the Illinois area, and um, and she uh, she used to give um, old demonstrations or whatever you call them, exhibitions. Mm-hmm. And um, so she used me as a partner. For several of those, I thought it was kind of neat, you know. And I'd be in her studio doing this and that, and we do some in clubs. And one night, we we're at a club uh, doing, um, you know, some dance routine on the same night or in the same grouping with the Ink Spots.
5: Oh wow!
8: That, that was pretty neat. I got to meet them all. I don't know if they were all original back then, because mm-hmm. I'm going to say this was in the middle, uh, middle, no, no, I'm going to say early 60s. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Ink Spots, come on, yeah, they were yeah. big, big stuff back then.
0: Possibility. They were, you, know, and, you know, the Ink Spots are still going today. It's not the original members, but the group is still performing.
8: Yeah, I, you know, I might have heard that on, in fact, you know, in, they, in, on, in
0: fact, the manager of the company listened to us on Yesterday USA.
8: Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you know, on public television, they show some of those old groups. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that, you know, I, I, because that was my era, you know, yeah. for dancing and everything, you know. And the only time I really do any dancing now is at weddings, you know. I almost slipped out and said funerals, too, but no. no, no.
5: <laughs>
8: <laughs> but they were good days, so I guess I have a lot of them, Patricia. Oh.
3: Yes, you do. What a, this is so cool. It's so nice to talk to somebody who has more than one one good yeah. experience. You know, somebody who has to sit in the corner and struggle to try to remember a good experience is... You know that's hard. So now, how did you pick up dancing?
0: Was it something that you encouraged to do as a little kid, or you did you? Were you uh, one of those guys that said, "I'm just gonna get up there and do it"? I mean, how did you? Uh... You know,
8: I I was uh, I, I don't I don't know how to explain it. Um, you know, um, you know how you go to high school dances and everything, and right. I just picked it up real, you know, right away and. Uh, well, you know, the swing or the jitterbug or mm-hmm. whatever they call that. That was my thing and the cha-cha. And um, uh, I just took to it, I guess, you know. And uh, I'll tell you another kind of an interesting story. When that movie Saturday Night Fever came out with John Travolta.
5: Right. Uh-huh.
8: Now, that kind of reminded um, me of myself. That, rem- that movie reminded me... Of of, of kind of where I was at. Wow. Uh, I get all dressed up and, uh, you know, and, um, you know, and then Friday night I'm out on, you know, I knew all the places to go, where the better dancers were, and, you know. uh, So it it, it was kind of neat then. I kind of got a kick out of that. He did more. in the movie, though, he did more uh, routine type dancing. You, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yes. Uh, whereas we did more freestyle. You know, you just control. You had a good partner, and you could just move her all over the place. You know,
3: you were, were jazz on your feet.
8: <laughs> yeah. I still like to dance. You know, it's funny. It isn't this weird. Uh, I was listening to a commercial uh, earlier on the uh, television. And they had a good rhythm in the commercial, and I got up and started dancing. Now, I haven't done that in many months, you know. <laughs> funny how things happen like that? Good <laughs> be thing to do. With that.
3: Good thing to do. I love that. <laughs>
8: yeah. It's well,
3: very cool. Very cool.
8: Yeah, those were good days for me. They're still good days. You know, I have great days now, <laughs> you know.
3: I'm disappointed that you didn't get the block of wood with her name on it.
8: Yeah. <laughs> Old A.K.
3: Old A.K. Well, that must be Arlene then.
8: Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, her, her, her home is still there. Uh-huh. Because uh, uh, she had, you know, we had little cottages, and she had a big two-story and maybe even three-story home. And it's still there. Of course, there's new new owners, you know. Uh
5: huh.
8: But um, you know, but it's still there. And I I tell people these stories. Uh, you know, see that pier there? That's where I got my first kiss. You know, <laughs> and I walked down this road holding this girl's hand. <laughs> when I tell that story to my grandson, he just rolls his eyes. <laughs> he said,
3: <says>, "Oh, Papa." <laughs> No appreciation of the finer things in life.
8: Well, you know, I'd like to talk to him a lot about what it was like in those days, because he's um, he's he's a good boy, he's a good student, and he's not, um, uh, you know, like, I don't know if there's the right term, but he's not into girls. He's into, you know, his... Um,
0: he's into sports. He's sports. He's growing. His sports.
8: He's into his studies. He's into you know what thinking about the future and what that brings, and on and on and on. You know.
3: And sounds like he's growing up at a normal pace that we wish other kids would would have.
8: Yeah, I, I you know, I I try to be a, as good of influence as I can to him and we're extremely close. So, I mean, we're together all the time. I only have one child, my, my daughter. So, I mean, goodness sakes, you know, I, I, and we're very close and, and I uh, encouraged that since she was 12 or 13, you know, the, the value of family and yeah. being close, you know, and, uh, there were many examples down the road and, So when she decided to go to college, (laughs) she went right. You know, I mean, twenty minutes. In fact, I live in the community now that she she graduated from college at, and that's in Elmhurst, Illinois, which is just west of the city, maybe uh, thirty minutes or so. Well,
3: She, she and your grandson are two very lucky people.
8: Well, I have, a, I have the best daughter you could ever imagine. I mean, I could tell you tons of stories about her. Just she's overwhelming. You know, I mean, she, she's unbelievable. Uh, just to throw one little hint uh, on how fortunate we are, uh, she came into some inheritance, and um, she called me on the cell phone and said, Dad, we're all going to Europe. And, um, uh, you know, and <laughs> she's planning a trip, but we'll fly to Spain and then cruise around Italy and wherever, wherever. So.
4: Whoa.
8: I mean, oh. and that's how she's been her whole life. She just can't do enough for us. Oh, uh, how sweet. Um, that way.
3: So sweet. Hello. Yeah. Well,
8: listen. I just wanted to call and say hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's already Sunday. Funny. Really. What time you going to What time
0: you going to get up? you What time you want to get up to go golf?
8: Oh, I'll probably be up at seven and on the uh, course at eight, eight thirty, something like that. Uh, but I I, I want to reiterate what I believe it was Ralph who said earlier. It, it's like family talking to you guys.
3: Uh, thank you. Yeah. Family for us too. Yep. Yeah. Seriously, we we talk about Saturday night as our family. Oh,
0: it's true. It's true. It's it's when <coughs> Patricia and I talk during the week, it's, she'll pull me in what emails she got from different family members. I mean, it's just it's part of our routine.
8: Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm. I'm happy to hear that yeah. because I do feel like I'm part. And even though I might be uh, um, not able to get, to reach you all the time, I'm still. Uh, I'm still listening.
3: We know you're there. You bet.
8: Okay,
0: guys. All right, Ray. Have a good hey. day. Have a good. Have a good game in the snow tomorrow.
3: Okay. Just wait for one minute. Wait for one minute.
0: Uh oh. Okay.
3: <laughs> do you like Glenn Miller?
8: Yeah, as a matter of fact.
3: Would you like some Glenn Miller?
8: Yeah, I would.
3: All right. Well, you have to earn it. <laughs> hey,
8: give me a shot.
3: Okay. Fibber and Molly, what were their real names?
8: Jim and Marion Jordan.
3: Oh, you've, my. You've got <laughs> you got Glenn Miller are. We hold your bingo cards. Ladies. And what were the, what with their hometown?
0: What where were they from?
8: Wistful Village.
0: (laughs) Wistful Village. Where where was Jim and Million Jordan actually from?
8: Oh, from Peoria. There you go. um, Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, there was a question that I answered for you, Patricia, some time ago. I'm not going to give the answer, but the question was, um, how how did they get their home in Wistful Vista? Uh Uh-huh. And, um,
3: you got it right, and you got everything right. <laughs> I remember that.
8: It, isn't that something, how we who enjoy the, these old-time radio programs, uh, I mean, that's just part of your brain, you might say, you know? Yep. I mean, I've always been overwhelmed by your knowledge, especially you, uh, Walden, how you could just pick things out of the air the way you do Uh uh, you know that I that's a, a marvel to me.
0: Thank you, Ray.
8: Uh, but something like this, you know, programs you listen. Mm-hmm. I'm listening again to. Um, um, uh, uh, I'm going through uh, uh, Lem Lem and Abner. Uh huh. When, when he had, uh, especially that those series where he um, he was uh, the guy with the lantern. Oh,
3: Diogenes Smith. Yes.
8: What was that, um, what do they call the guy with the lantern?
3: Diogenes.
8: Diogenes,
3: yeah. <laughs> Di- Diogenes.
8: But it's it's fun, you know.
3: It is. And, no between
8: that, I'm still on Vic and Sade. You know, I mean, it's just amazing how I hang on to these things I, in the sense that I enjoy them so much. I, I go through the whole series of them and then start over.
3: And then start over. You know, out of all the shows that Lum and Abner did, and it was years. How many years were they on, Walden? And they were
0: on, well, if you consider the date of local from 1931 until 53, 22 years.
3: So we're, we're talking uh, a bunch of years here. Yep. To a person, when you ask which part of Lum and Abner did you enjoy the most, you will hear over and over Diogenes Smith looking for an honest man. <laughs> yeah. It is just even even Kathy Stucker. Am I pronouncing her name correctly, uh, Walt? Yep, you got it. Yeah, Kathy Stucker from the Jot'em Down store in Pine Ridge. She and her husband owned the John Down store there, and I asked her what it was, and she said, that's it. She had picked it, that one, too.
8: Yeah, it's a, it's a riot. When I think about it, I laugh and I laugh.
3: do, too. I do, too. Diogenes Smith, what a great piece of writing that was.
8: Good. What was, uh, what's that? You know, it's amazing, I'm not remembering, but they, they greet each other. With, it's a wonderful world or something world. like that. Right. wonderful world.
3: Cedric, Cedric Wheat Hunt comes in as a wonderful world, wonderful world.
8: <laughs> it. It's great. Okay, I'm saying goodbye for the fifth time.
3: Okay, and you will have Glenn Miller.
8: Thanks, hey, Patricia. Good night, both good of night, you.
3: Good night,
0: pal. Have a good night. Good night, good night pal. bye-bye. Okay, bye. 714-545-2071. The family checking in.
3: A family is checking in. Even when Patricia's on the road,
0: the family's checking in.
3: And we have an awful show for you later. That's your reward for being with us. <laughs> to have to limp through and offer what I think. Now, these are all subjective. There are people out there who obviously liked... Well, maybe they didn't. Maybe they saved them because they thought they were awful. But somebody out there is going to like the shows that I pick for my awful show pile, um, really awful show pile. So these, these are all subjective. And uh, I picked, subjectively, what I think is a really awful show. And Walden will play that for us later. I've got some stuff. Do you want some stuff? I love stuff. Oh, stuff. I've got useless but fun, but the first one is useful.
0: All right.
3: All right. Sending red Christmas cards to people in Japan constitutes bad etiquette. How about that?
0: Okay.
3: Do you want to take a guess why?
0: Probably very soon. uh, a color of danger or death or something like that.
3: Exactly right. Yeah. Um uh, uh, death notices are customarily printed in red. Wow. So it's um you know it's another cultural thing and you be respectful of other people's cultures and that's one of theirs. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I just um, did I tell you about billiards? No. You have to tell me whether or not I've said these things before, because I look at them so many times. All right. Billiards. According to research conducted a few years ago, billiards champions have the highest average age of any sport, and it is 35.6 years old. Now, I have a hard time seeing billiards as a sport. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like a board game to me. <laughs> But that's what they say. It is a sport, and you're over 35 years old. is an average age.
0: Well, you consider golf a sport? Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: You're out there running around with a stick. Of course it's a sport. How about bowling? Bowling's a sport. Okay.
0: What else? Well, those are are the two classes that a lot of people in the sporting community will not say they're not sports.
3: Will not say they are sports?
0: They're not. Why? Um... Because it's, it's more skill, more hand-eye coordination. Baseball, like for example, a lot of people, some people would not say car driving, car racing is is sports. Okay. Hand-eye coordination.
3: What what is baseball?
0: I think they would say that's sports because they gotta run besides the hand-eye coordination. All
3: right. Well, you gotta move in bowling. Yeah, okay. you got to move in golf. Yeah. yeah I ain't the one. I'm in football. I ain't the one to meet the rules. I'm just you, can't, you can't play football unless you're willing to fall down. That's true. Yeah, you, I know I've told you what Lily Tomlin said. If the all did stands so close together, that would it all fall down. <laughs> Sounds logical to me. Uh, yeah. Okay, the king crab walks diagonally I thought all crabs did but it says king crab I don't know what it ca- oh a king crab that's a great big one isn't
0: that, it yeah left to right or right it, to left
3: that, that's it yeah that's the kind you get when you want to eat in a in a f- seafood restaurant right
0: right but <coughs> does, it, does it walk diagonally left to right or right to left
3: it just says diagonally oh I don't know that means it, it goes catty corner right catty Cattywampus. That's interesting. Cattywampus is not a word I knew about until probably ten years ago, five years ago. I didn't know that word existed. You didn't? No. No. It must be a regional word. I had never heard it.
0: Uh huh. I've heard heard it.
3: Huh? Did but you ever hear catty corner? Yeah. Did you hear kitty corner? Yes. But I have the definition of how we wound up with Kitty Corner somewhere. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Candy Wampus is, I think it's, I think it's a Midwestern expression. That's probably why I'm so familiar with it. Okay. That'd be my guess.
3: All right. I can deal with that. Soda. Okay. In Europe, we got got some superstitions here. In early Europe, there was a popular superstition that the wearer of turquoise would never suffer a broken bone how about that so instead Interesting. It, it, instead of a broken bone the turquoise would shatter and thus prevent the accident uh-huh. sounds pretty stupid to me but that's what they <laughs> said and the stones were also set into horse horses' bridles to keep them from stumbling and falling and it's still common for horses' bridles to be decorated with turquoise, although it's it's usually imitation. It's not the real thing.
0: She'll be riding um, six white horses where she comes.
3: Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, can you imagine believing that blue stones are going to keep you from breaking a bone? Sticks yeah. and stones will break my bones.
0: Sticks and stones will break my bone, but words will never hurt me.
3: How many owls? How many different kinds of owl species do we have? Thirty. How many? Thirty. Thirty owl species is uh-huh. worldwide now. Yep. According to the information that's always right on the internet, we have hundred and thirty different species of owls. Wow, that's amazing. We have more than three thousand palm trees. No kidding. No kidding. Um, some estimates are up to four thousand mm. different kinds of palm trees. They're all over the world. Not just they're not just mine. I was so disappointed <laughs> <laughs> that other people had them. Oh. <laughs> okay, now I don't. We we need a British caller here because according to what I have here. The flag of the United Kingdom is known as the Union flag.
0: The Union Jack, uh-huh.
3: No, the Union flag. It's called the Union Jack when it's flown from the jack mast of a ship.
0: No kidding. I
3: don't know. That's what I, I found, and so I need somebody to call and let me know if it's correct. I mean, it makes sense to me. How else could an, uh, you know a name like Union Jack?
0: If you're British, give us a call.
3: Yeah, even if you're not British and you know the answer, please <laughs> give us a call, because that's a really nifty piece of information, right, especially I, yeah. if it's true. If it's not true, it's still nifty, but, then, <laughs> but it's not true. So anyhow, that's my story. I have some October 15th stuff. All right. You, you uh, had time to
0: do homework today. I can't
3: believe it. I did do some homework Is today. That something? I did it tonight, yeah. No, not uh, today. Today was busy time but i did it tonight i did some homework tonight on october 15th in 1860 something special happened
0: 1860 uh well let's see i think we're. Well, i mean a lot
3: of special things happened but you have to tell me the person who was involved
0: uh well abraham lincoln
3: that's exactly right
0: um now my guess There's would no- be would be my guess would be May he won the presidency, but I thought that would be November. Oh no, wait,
3: November. Well, he won it because, according to this little eleven-year-old girl, Grace Bedell, uh, What happened?
0: He had. He had. He 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 thought he would look better if he would wear a beard.
3: I knew you would come through. And you would come through.
0: And he agreed to it if he wanted to and until he took to his promise.
3: And he grew a beard. Yeah. Isn't that, in 1860, this little 11-year-old girl wrote to Abraham Lincoln and said he would look better if he would grow a beard. And he, he replied to her. Isn't that fun? Okay, 2004, this is not exactly um, way back in history. It is not Mr...
0: Yeah, I'm more apt to figure out 1860 than I am 2004. Okay. (laughs) Well,
3: there's no way anybody could figure this one out. It just (laughs) cracked me up when I when I read it. In 2004, and this is on the history, you know, the history um, internet place. Uh huh. The the real thing, you know, like history TV and and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll believe this one. On this day in 2004, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration ruled that hearse manufacturers no longer had to install anchors for child safety seats. Or hearses. Huh. <laughs> I mean,
0: okay. Back you up? That's amazing. You know,
3: I mean, a hearse does not yeah. have child safety Yeah. I, it it yeah. actually was an accidental regulation for them to begin with because in 1999, um, and in an effort to prevent parents from incorrectly installing anchors for the seat belts and stuff they were using in their cars. The agency required all car makers to put standardized anchors for children's car seats and every passenger seat in every vehicle they built. And they also built hearses. Wow. So the hearses wound up with anchors for kiddie seats. And that's what they call it,
0: anchor away. That's why the song <laughs> we wrote, anchor away, for.
3: <laughs> exactly. Yes. That. Exactly. So, well, one more thing on October fifteenth. This is good stuff. October fifteenth. I Love Lucy premiered in 1951
0: on CBS TV. I love Lucy. She loves me.
3: And there were some fun things that happened after that. It was considered the generation's runaway television show, um, I Love Lucy, it was the number one show on the air in the 1950s, and there was merchandising going on.
0: I did not know that merchandising was associated with the show.
3: Merch- merchandising, now, I don't, I, I'm, the show did, the itself didn't advertise it or sell it, but people picked up on it and started marketing these little goodies. You could buy an I Love Lucy apron. Oh. A Lucy doll. Uh
5: Uh-huh.
3: There were 32,000 white and heart-bedecked aprons and 85,000 dolls snatched up by fans in a 30-day period. Wow! In 30 days, 32,000 aprons and 85,000 dolls. Can you imagine?
0: Patricia, I think you and I would be happy to split a dollar an item.
3: I'd be happy to split... 50 cents. I know. Wow. I mean, this, this is really pretty okay. Okay, the following year they had a little Ricky doll. Mm-hmm. And that one went nuts. And it sold. <laughs> and, and, uh, I mean, it, it sold really well. But there was one poor furniture manufacturer who decided to make and sell an I Love Lucy bedroom suite. You know, like the beds that they had in the I Love Lobby, oh. right? and he sold an unprecedented one million in just 90 days. Now, he didn't make them. He must have taken a lot of orders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How do you begin to fulfill one million bedroom suites?
0: I think you call a bunch of your manufacturing buddies and say, hey, I want to put an order here for 100, or order for 100, order for 100, and here's the design. I mean, that's the only way I think it, it would happen.
3: Very friendly acme furniture builder, gee yeah, willickers, yeah, gee willikers. well, well, I have more stuff and and we have more shows and we've got a whole bunch of stuff. What would you like to do?
0: Uh, maybe we should play a show, okay, that
3: way I can go have
0: a lo- a low a uh, low cow, okay, you know what a low cow is
3: a little cow is is milk, you're gonna have chocolate milk,
0: no call. The thing called if you want to really eat healthy. Yeah. There's a ice cream sandwich called low cow. Oh, low cow. Yeah. So we have we have cookie. We have cookie.
3: Yeah.
0: Or we have mint. Ooh.
3: I'll have mint. I know. I'm very sorry. I thought you were saying cow, C O W, like an animal. Right. Moo, moo. So I I thought you know like milk. Yeah, I know. You said low cow. Right, but that's oh. what I meant.
0: Like, I think that's the way they call it, too.
3: Yeah, well, phones can, can really mess up conversations. So, <laughs> shall we play a show? Sure, let's play a show. Which one would you like to play for? I'd say let's go here and let's go with The Awful Show right now. The Awful Show. I picked The Awful Show. It's the one with the bugs. Um, the man who, what's the name of it? Hold on. Hey, insects. Oh, it is sh- 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 the, Oh, The Man the Insects Hated, and it's The Mysterious Traveler. And I picked this one for a couple of reasons. It is a time-worn attempt at a bad script. It has happened over and over and over again, and kids in high school who write scripts usually pick this theme. The second part is that it is absolutely unbelievable, and good science fiction and mystery has to be believable. I mean, you have to let go of reality once in a while, but at least it has to be believable. This is not believable. The third um, is that the acting is dreadful. And the fourth is that if they absolutely felt they had to make this as a show, they needed 45 minutes to an hour to make it sound like a show. So those are an awful lot of good reasons for it to be a bad show. So I wanna know what you all think after we hear Mysterious Traveler, the man the insects hated from July twenty
2: seventh, nineteen forty seven. Tab from able to find
3: it?
7: read only edit. Oh cool. Read only edit. Even with Subject. your one ear. Tab yeah.
2: attachment enter. Mail attached open button. Enter attachments. List view. Miss Travman. It's X-8 at 470727mp 3137 seven, seven, seven m b One of one. flavor presents player the Rittles Mysterious flavor. This is the Mysterious Traveller, inviting you to join me on another journey into the realm of the strange and the terrifying. I hope you will enjoy the trip, that it will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back, get a good grip on your nerves and be comfortable. If you can. It's the end of July and rather warm, isn't it? There's probably an insect or two buzzing around in your living room right this moment or banging against your screen trying to get in. Before we go any further, you better get rid of it if you do you'll breathe easier as you hear the unusual story i have for you today the story i call the man the insects hated my story be- the mysterious traveler has come to you from our new york studios carl caruso speaking this is the Mutual Broadcasting System. dressed up and dressed freddy you gotta look your sunday best your sunday best oh freddy look in the easter bunny's nest the bunny's nest get ready i've got got to get you up and dressed a i am gonna give another knock-a-doodle-doo, and try to make the feathers fly. Put on your shirt, put on your pants, you better get dressed, I'll give you one more chance. Put on your shoes, put on your hat, I told i told a party! Wash your face and part your hair the proper place. Wash wherever dirt appears and don't forget behind your ears. Get your shirt and get your pants, you haven't got another chance. Get your coat and get your hat and get your blue and white cravat.
1: Brush your teeth and shine your shoes and hurry, there's no time to lose. If you dawdle, I'm afraid you're
5: gonna miss the big parade. Hurry, 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 hurry,
7: hurry, 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 hurry,
1: All my life I've waited for an angel, but no angel ever came in view, then one happy day I found an angel, I'm so glad it turned out to be, I know that you're an angel, cause angels look That is why my heart is singing the song i'll string along with you i know i found an angel the day that i found you ever since the day that you came along i've sung my songs to you be many things that to share we've never shared before i'm grateful for the things we do share i couldn't love them more because you can't seem wrong.
0: And we're back, everybody. Hope you're all doing well on a Saturday night. Patricia and I are here. Wish for you. And here. with you. As someone um, for. You
3: trusted me.
0: I know. I have faith. You trusted face.
3: that I would be on the other end of the... F- <laughs> you didn't even say, are you there?
0: I trust you.
3: Yes, you did. I trust you. Now I have to go to the extra extreme of not violating that trust. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did said, you have a good moo-cow? I had the, the mint. I had the cu- the cookie. also had orange slices. Oh,
3: good grief. You had dinner. I had sugar. You had dinner. I told Walden uh, when he, we signed off for that awful show, and I need to hear from people about that show, so <laughs> I, I apologized. He said, low and I thought on this phone... Um, it's a little gurgly. It sounded like moo cow, not lo-cow.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I thought he was going to have chocolate milk. Moo cow. Moo
0: cow. That sounds good, too.
3: Well, I need to know from anyone out there who might agree with me, and even if you don't agree with me, that was one of the worst shows I have ever heard. Oh, I will go to the window and look out. <laughs> Can you save them? Oh, we can be together forever. And they had only met last week. <laughs> it, it really, it, it was bad for all the reasons I said before, and now that I've heard it again, a few more reasons. Well,
0: I don't think Mysterious, I always consider Mysterious Travel a show where uh, the B-Show scripts <laughs> wound up.
3: Yeah, well, it, it's true. I mean, it, it, it was known for its entertainment and time usage. You <laughs> know, if you had half an hour to kill, it was okay to do it. with. And, you know, they did have some good shows. Mm-hmm. Curious Traveler, every once in a while, would come up with a good show. And our friend Wayne Shiree, who is not doing DJ work with us any longer, but uh, did for many years... The Mysterious Traveler was his thing, and he played the engineer on the train and did some wonderful engineering of the show and manipulations of the show and um, made it very, very interesting. But he did come up with some shows that were good. I mean, I wouldn't put them actually in the good category, but they were fun, they were entertaining, and that's really all you need radio to be is entertainment. This, however was entertaining for all the wrong reasons Ah. it was a comedy (laughs) so give us a call 714-545-2071 and let me know what you thought of the show and in the meantime i will give you some stuff are you ready for some stuff
0: i'm ready
3: All right. I got an email from Dennis, who is the person who loves to know word and expression origins. Yes. And he dug up and actually located the origin of the emergency term Mayday. Mayday, Mayday. Ah, okay. Okay. He said the Mayday call sign was originated in 1923 by Frederick Stanley Mockford, who lived 1897 through 1962. Well, that was, that, that was not a very rich life. <laughs> you know, it's only 65. But anyway, um, within that 65 years, he created something that is now used around the world, a senior radio officer at Croydon, which is, am I saying that right? Corden, Corden. He, he pronounces it Corden, Cordon Airport, that's where um, Dennis lives. Uh, radio officer at Corden Airport in, oops, no, <laughs> it's in London, <laughs> it was Croydon. <laughs> um, Monkford was asked to think of a word that would indicate a distress and would easily be understood by all pilots and ground staff in an emergency, since much of the traffic at the time was between Croydon and La Bourget, Airport in France, he proposed the word May Day from the French "maidera," "venez m'aider," which means "come help me." May Day, and there it is. That was the origin of May Day. Thank you, Dennis, for sending that.
0: Good stuff.
3: From having to do homework, and it was really fun to learn about mm-hmm. that. On top of it, and I knew it first. I knew it first because I got the email.
0: Well, you're always the brains of the operation, Patricia.
3: <laughs> oh, you're so lovable.
0: I adore you. You know that.
3: I'm adorable.
0: She's adorable. I'm adorable.
3: And Ralph is cuddled. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you did that. Well, I've got some celebrity stuff, and I've got quotes, and I've got Howard Duff, and I've got really fun stuff. So, and I've got ooh, I've got Walden questions. Well, the field is
0: all yours. What are you eager to share?
3: I think I will do a brain teaser for Walden. Okay. All right. Two women apply for a job. They are identical and have the same mother, the same father, and the same birthday. The, inter- the interviewer asks, are you twins? And they said, no. Why?
0: Guys, okay, they're the same, is it one person?
3: No, it, it says two women apply for a job. They are identical, and they have the same mother, the same father, and the same birthday. And he asks, are you twins? I mean, that would be kind of dumb, they're identical. Molly, which is why I like this one. I mean, the
0: obvious thing—they're identical twins—but that doesn't seem to
3: fit. That is correct. It's not that you don't have the answer, but your logic mm-hmm. is correct. You got to keep going. Bessie said this. Okay, are they sisters? Yes, they're sisters. They have the same mother, the same father, no. birthday, and they're identical. And he said, are you twins? They're twin boys. Very good. All right. Exactly right. And Bessie on Fibber McGee and Molly said that one night. Somebody asked her about her background, and she said, I was... I was a twin for a couple of minutes. <laughs> I remember Vibber that now. Yes. Remember that? Yes. And Fibber said, How could yeah. you be a twin for a couple of minutes? It was until my brother was born and we were triplets. <laughs> and that was a good line. So I mean this was this was good. I found this and you got it. I'm very proud of you. Well, I take you
0: after Patricia.
3: I am very proud oh, of you. Oh good. I okay. I have a stump walled in question and okay. that is. this one is from Keiko. He came up with this one again. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. He's, he's really good at this. You know, I have to tell you, I have run interference between you and Keiko and Chad. They can come up with the most convoluted. <laughs> you <know. laughs> no, you, you well, you know, I, I'm willing to play. You wouldn't know the brand of refrigerator. You know? <laughs> I,
0: I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I, I could play with that if they're willing to come on and let me throw some whoppers at their way, too.
3: I agree. I mean, these aren't even whoppers. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Say what? Yeah. No. Okay. He came up with a good one this time. All right. All right. Are you ready? Uh. Roger Williams died this week. Yes. Uh, and, gosh, it, it was really sad. Very sad.
0: He and I corresponded via phone calls one time, trying to get him on the show.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He okay. did a whole lot of music that... Hmm we would remember Autumn Leaves.
0: Autumn Leaves, yeah, did that in two takes.
3: And, oh, gosh.
0: The first take was one second too long, and they, and they said, we got time to do it one more time, he hit it right in the nose, and that was it.
3: it. It just is mind-boggling that a single second can make that much difference.
0: Also, he was a boxer in the Marine Corps in World War Two and hurt his hands. Uh-huh. And he still could play with bad hands.
3: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Les Paul. Mm-hmm. His fractured arm and elbow. Yeah. Another one. Oh, my gosh. Boy, born, born to play. Yeah. Now here's your question. Here's your question. This is about Roger Williams. Okay. On which two shows, radio shows, did Roger Williams appear?
0: This is old time radio. Right, he had his own radio show in 1957, and probably called the Road Show. Um,
3: he appeared on two other shows
0: besides his own show. Uh
3: huh.
0: Okay. Well, I have some. T- I have, I have. A, I think I can top them
3: no no no, 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 you have to answer the question <laughs> no walls
0: in gameplay I think Walton can figure out he they were on other he he was on other shows yes, he was on other shows
3: yes he would
0: been, 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 been on enough. he'd been on Martin Block's show when Martin played his record he would been no, on Al Jarvis show when he played his record no no
3: no 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 this is in people in real in real person this is real people
0: people people People.
3: He appeared
0: on two. Oh, somebody must have looked up a database. Let me think.
3: Keiko, I think you got him.
0: hmm Okay, how about Art Link I'm
3: not getting all excited.
0: And Arthur Godfrey.
3: Arthur Godfrey is correct. Yeah. Art Link Letter is not.
0: Okay, Arthur Godfrey.
3: Arthur Godfrey's Talent Scout. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Born free. Mm -hmm. And Perry Como. Nope. What's the other one?
3: Dennis James' Chance of a Lifetime.
0: I've never heard of it.
3: You hear that, Keiko? He never heard of it.
0: I didn't think there was such a show.
3: Well, we'll just have to check around here. He said the source is Associated Press.
0: so oh, they can be wrong.
3: That's a, that's a reputable... No,
0: nah, I don't consider a reputable. <laughs> no. Nah, not All not from right. not the old time radio. They They don't know squat. It, uh,
3: they don't know squat.
0: But, um... I, we can go to radiogoldindex.com. Somebody wanna look up Radio Gold index and put Roger Williams, I think we can look up. You think he'd be on there? Yeah.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. Associated Press. Not, not reputable. Just ain't, ain't gonna cut it. Hello there, you're on there. Hi, this is Dennis from Denver. Hello, Hi. Dennis Hi. from Hi. Denver. You agree with me, the Associated Press just not a reputable source, right?
9: I don't think they're any more reputable than Wiki.
0: Oh, good. Okay, we agree. (laughs) (laughs) People, why?
3: I'm I'm digging around at Gold's Index, and we have Roger Williams, Roger Williams, Mrs. Wiggins, (laughs) Uh, Wilcox, Wild, Wilder, Wiley, Ah, Wilkinson, Willard, we're getting closer, Mm -hmm. Williams and his orchestra, Williams, Andy, Bert, Bonnie, Lou, Carmilla, (laughs) there are enough Williams up here to populate New York City, Mm -hmm. Um, we're almost there, almost there, Roger, John, Williams, is that possible don't think so i don't think so oops there he is okay there are four listings campus capers stars for defense stars for defense and craft music hall well i would like craft music hall with you Tain't nothing about other stuff so i do have to go back and try Google. Anyway, hi Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. C- C- Perry Como was sponsored by Kraft.
0: Perry Como was sponsored by Kraft. Yes, it.
3: Kraft Music
0: Hall. I know, but I, and I was oh. Bing Crosby. Huh? And Al Jolson. but it, it
3: wasn't. It wasn't the Perry Como show. It was the Kraft Music Hall. Oh, well, okay. I mean, you want to be picky. Because, you know. Well, you got to watch this guy. Dennis. Well, it's quite amazing
9: how much stuff we have gotten out of macaroni and cheese.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and Pabstet. <laughs> <laughs> I have a
9: burning question. Um row? And um, I listened to taped interview from a while ago with Steve Allen and they talked a lot about comedy in theory
5: Mm
9: -hmm. Um, and one of the things that they talked about was uh, Fred Allen Adversaries, and they weren't, and who knows about all that. But um, they said that
4: Fred Allen
9: was clever.
4: Very bright.
9: And Very. Jack Benny was not. And that was why Jack Benny could make it on TV, and Fred Allen could not. Would you like to comment on that?
0: Well, I think Jack Benny had a very telling statement and it's a great line when he was on the fred allen show and you Fred was know the Webb. and jack after fred went off the page and Webb, jack said you know you wouldn't say that if my writers were here <laughs> basically you know because jack read off the lines of his writing staff and that's um... Well, I think Jack was bright and smart, but he wasn't. He only made it to the third grade. He didn't have. Um. Fred, knowledge for uh, books last night. Patricia asked a couple years, a oh, year ago, to Larry again. Was there any conversation with Fred Allen? And I found one last night. Um. That Fred Allen did with Kristen Fatiman just before he passed away and it talked about Fred's writing style and being a writer and I think Fred felt he, he sort of squandered his life in a lot of ways being a comedian even though it was good for his pocketbook, but it didn't allow him this, his joy of writing and Kristen Fathom thought no you wrote all those radio scripts and you're, you're the best letter writer ever, I, I know but you know they were discussing those types of things that being he, Fred was gifted in those areas as a writer more than. Uh,
3: what was the setting for the conversation that they had?
0: It was a straight one. Of, it was a straight interview. It was a. Um, Kristen Fadiman had a uh, an interview show called Conversation in 1956, where he would sit down and have literary discussions with people. Whoa. And I we have to find that, don't we, Walt? I have it. Because Larry and I talked about it with you a year ago, and I came across it, and I said, oh, this is one of the ones I need to get transferred onto computer files.
3: Oh, we do need we do need to um, do that. And, yeah.
0: And maybe we'll put it tomorrow night, along with oh. the Jim Jordan interview.
3: Oh, Clifton Fadiman, right up there with John <laughs>
0: <laughs> So Serious. So, so if you look up on the neck, Patricia, Clifton found in a show called Conversation. Uh, he might There's probably more out there. But at least I found the one he did with, uh, with uh, Fred Allen.
3: What a golden find that is.
0: Yeah. Oh,
3: but great. Um,
9: just a follow-up question.
5: Mm-hmm.
9: Um, did Fred actually create the characters in Allen's Alley, or did... Hire the people who had created the characters.
0: Well, actually, some of those characters were just, were originally on the Alan Young radio show. Oh. When Alan... Um, when Alan Young came from Toronto, from Canada down to New York, uh, he he was really only about 19 years old, and a, his writing staff tried to build a... you know, these characters for him so that's where a um, couple of characters when, when Alan's radio show moved over to Fred and some uh, for example some reappeared in television um, for example Mr. Magoo that's when Jim Bagley first really came in with his voices uh, of the wealthy man and things like that was on the Alan Young show um, Senator Craghorn came from Kenny Domar, hitchhiked a ride from Texas to New York and his driver was from Texas and talked that way and so when uh, <laughs> that must have been great yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when Kenny hit New York he had an instant ready made piece. he could copy what he hit, what sat in that car all day long and Mrs. Newbaum probably the Fred Allen creation. A lot of those would have been Fred creation. Um, But some of those he, you know, Fred was off the year for, was bad health for a year and a half. And so I think when he put the thing back together in 45, he asked Alan, could you permission to use some of the characters? And Alan said, please go right ahead. So it was a combination. Hmm. Okay. I was just curious well it was interesting I think I, I, I was playing the um, Steve Allen interview last Sunday and um, John Dunning and Steve Allen were talking about co- comedy and they were both made it interesting they thought long term and this is almost 30 years ago By 1982 they thought Fred Allen would be more, more well remembered than Jack Benny
5: Whoa.
0: because they thought 100 years from now they thought that there will be some quotes in writing with Fred Allen's wit, and Jack routines and things will not be in writing. So that's sort of that was the premise.
3: Oh, I wonder who called that one.
0: That was Steve Allen's thought.
3: Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Well, you're both talking about Steve Allen, isn't that interesting? Steve is one of the quotes I have tonight. Two of the quotes I have tonight. I just pulled him out of the hat, and now the three of us are talking about Steve Allen spontaneously. Mm -hmm. Huh. Would like to hear about uh, Dennis James? Of course. (laughs) Well, Dennis wins. It says James became the host of a few game shows, such as the ABC version of Chance of a Lifetime served as commentator for Dumont's wrestling and boxing shows. Now, um, that looks like it's television, but he started out in radio. It's kind of garbled a little bit. Let me see if there's something...
9: That sounds kind of interesting. How do you listen to wrestling on the radio?
3: Oh, well, you... (laughs) Same way you listen to boxing on the radio. You get a, a... Stern over in the corner, <laughs> and he'll tell you what's not happening. Um, okay, James Game Show, hosting duties spanned four decades. Uh, that must be television. Keiko, you're going to have to call us and, and help with the information here, because you said it was radio. You said...
5: <laughs>
3: you said... I'm going to tell my mama on you. <laughs> Chance of a Lifetime with Dennis James. Let's see. Artist direct. This item is not available. <laughs> um, not good. good. At least we got the title right. Let's see what else is here. Hollywood Walk of Fame, the ABC version. No, that's a copycat. Um, rent, chance of a lifetime. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Let me see if I put radio up here. Hold on, I should have put radio.
9: That's an interesting concept, though. Rent, the chance of a
3: lifetime. Hmm. <laughs> Borrow it for a while. (laughs) Okay, here it is. Um, I say here it is. uh, Keiko got it from um, an obituary. Let's see here. The guest book. Los Angeles. Virtuoso. Let's see where chance of a lifetime is. You
0: know, if the New York Times would disagree with Mark Graham saying that the Green Haunted did not start on the radio, I don't give too much green to the press.
3: Say
0: that again? If, if the New York Times would tell Martin Graham that he is wrong, that the Green Hornet did not start it on radio, I don't have too much faith in the press. Um, was it the
3: New York Times?
0: I think it was, yeah. Um,
3: I didn't think it was. Um, anyhow...
0: It sounds good, if I'm wrong. Yeah, it, it, it
3: sounds good, but yeah. I don't think it was. <laughs> All right, it says... Williams moved to New York to study jazz at the Juilliard School of Music. He won performing contests on popular radio shows, on the popular radio shows, Arthur Godfrey's Talent Scouts and Dennis James' Chance of a Lifetime. According to that, uh, it doesn't say Associated Press. Yes, it does, Associated Press. So it came out over the wire. So that's where he got it from. And it says, it says, Dennis James Radio. I've never heard of it.
0: I don't think there was ever a radio show
3: called. I I thought it was a television show, too. All right. Now, here's another one, the Boston Globe, it looks like. Let me see. Another one, Associated Press.
9: You know, there's this really interesting sound I hear every now and then when Patricia is thinking. <laughs> Does she purr?
3: Yeah, she purrs. <laughs> 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 Didn't realize I was doing that. <laughs> You're right. When I think, I go. <laughs> You're right. You're. Uh, oh gosh! Now I have to behave myself. <laughs>
0: Oh. I, you know what, I do the same thing in private life too.
3: What do you, you purr? Yeah,
0: no joke. Oh, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's just fine. It's a good way. I, I think, the, I think that's why, I, you know, I'm just it, and that's what I do. Okay. Well, intelligent you, people. I'm
3: going
9: to
0: let you guys go. Intelligent people make noises.
3: You're going to tell us what the best, the best. Did I say the best place? The neatest place, yeah? yeah.
0: the neatest place you've ever been.
3: Yeah, the neatest place you've ever been.
9: <clears throat> well, do you want it heavy or light?
3: Anything you want to say. Anything that is the neatest that you think is the neatest place.
9: Here's one that gave me pause for thought. Um, particularly in view of all the Occupy Wall Street and Occupy Every Place that's going on.
3: Yeah.
9: Everyone's asking about why those people are there. And I'm not with them or anything like that, but I just thought about it. And um, I thought about when I went on vacation in the Bahamas, I don't know, a couple decades ago, Um, I was sitting in the airport in NASA. And this young lady walks up to me, goes, you're an American, right? Yeah, I'm pretty obviously an American. She goes, do you have an American quarter? And I thought, well, she's a beggar. But she wasn't. She pulled a quarter out, a Bahamian quarter. She goes, I need to make a phone call. And only American quarters work in the phones.
0: Oh, my goodness gracious.
9: And I go, well, let me look. And I I took out a quarter, and we exchanged them, and and that was all fine.
3: Until you found out that a Bahamian quarter does not have as much value as an American quarter.
9: No, no, their currency's locked to ours. The point was, when I was, talking to one of my friends in Europe and they were trying to understand what all these people were protesting about Mm -hmm. I went, you know, if I was a bank I'd go this woman needs an American quarter to make a phone call so I should tell her or should have told her that, okay you give me two quarters and I'll give you one quarter that you need
3: of course Welcome to the American banking system.
9: And uh, that's what those people are protesting about. Mm. The banks no. are
3: taking... <laughs> they're protesting that um, a good number of the moguls in the places they're picketing had 16 and $15 million bonuses while the rest of the country was crumbling because of their bad management. Mm,
9: I think what they're protesting about is that when they get a job, they have to deposit money in the banks. And then to get their money out, they have to pay a fee.
3: Well, that's frosting me, too, but that's not what they're protesting. Well, I
9: don't know what they're really protesting, but my story was about an insight. I had on a vacation where I could have I could have screwed this girl and said, Give me two quarters. Me too. I'll give you one. Sure. And no. you know, I'm not a banker. <laughs> okay.
3: But you could have been.
9: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coulda woulda shoulda.
3: Yeah. I don't know how many people would need a quarter for a phone call, so it might have been lean pickings until you've got established yourself in the marketplace. But Anyhow. Um,
9: okay, that was boring.
3: Well, what is your favorite place, or what was your favorite place that you were ever in? It could be your grandmother's house. It could be a national park. It could be the moon, a library in the corner with a book anything at all that made you happy
9: okay I'll give you my second favorite place
3: <laughs> okay
9: Um. <laughs> Chiang Mai say what Chiang Mai
3: where is Chiang Mai
9: northern Thailand
3: and you were there and that's your favorite place
9: it Uh, it was a beautiful place wonderful food I learned so much about cooking there
3: and what made the food great. What you get, and you'll never see it again. (laughs) Kind of. Uh, Very good. Well, I'm really impressed. That's a very nice favorite place.
9: Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I I'd encourage anyone to go there, except not right now. They're having floods.
3: Oh my gosh! They—that's right. Oh my gosh! I saw.
9: November is the best time to go.
3: Everybody's got weather problems. There's no place we can live without a weather problem, so you just have to evaluate which one is more acceptable than other. I can go to California and have earthquakes, and Walden can come to Florida and have Holocans. hurricanes. Um,
9: well, you can come to Denver.
3: Yeah?
9: You can come to Denver. The weather's really boring here. About every three years we have fires, but that's about it.
0: Do you guys still have the smog problem It in Denver? I know for I a while know. there was smog.
9: Yeah, they called it the brown cloud. uh uh-huh. um, Actually, that's been pretty much gone for like a decade.
5: Okay.
9: And as much as conservatives hate to admit it, it really is because of gas you know, they started putting alcohol mm-hmm. and in in the gas, mm-hmm. and that really seems to have worked to get rid of the brown cloud. I don't know.
3: I, like inside every brown cloud is a beige lining?
9: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. but the, the city definitely looks much better, and I don't know if, if that brown cloud actually made any difference for, um, breathing conditions?
3: Yeah. Well, it must have. I mean, any time you get stuff in the air that's not supposed to be there, it can cause a problem. Well,
9: but just because you can see it, I don't know. That it. I don't know if it was replaced by something that's invisible.
3: Okay? <laughs> not, <laughs> and it's like forest. But it looks better. Yeah, forest smoke and carbon monoxide. <laughs> This is good. Well, do you want a question tonight, sir?
4: Um,
9: will you allow me to pass tonight? Okay. I'm a little tired.
3: All right. We'll allow you to do that and then get you twice next week. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good to me. All right. I am really... You
9: guys take care.
3: I am really impressed with your neatest place in the world. Yeah, I... I don't I don't know who to put on top. Everybody's got such It's a been
0: a very eclectic, um, wide range tonight.
3: I thought people would say, Oh, Thanksgiving dinner at my mother you know? But holy cats, everybody's all over the place. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. I do thank you for for telling us.
9: All right. And um, I enjoyed listening to everyone else's stories too. I mean uh, I thought
3: yeah,
0: even Ray taking the girl down on the bridge. It was pretty good.
3: Yeah. That was oh. great. <laughs> great, and he didn't even get to keep the board. <laughs> well, okay. Well, Dennis, we'll let you off the hook this week, and we'll get you real good next week.
9: Okay.
0: Bye-bye. All right. Good night. <laughs> good night. Uh, Mayday. Mayday. 714 545
3: Dennis, next week your assignment is to do this again.
0: You just have double scooper.
3: Yeah, and then I don't have to look up (laughs) an origin of a word because I didn't do it tonight because I forgot. So this is good. Dennis bailed me out.